You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now!
Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. Oh, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Show. Tuesday. Chris Stanley going rogue with the playlist. Today's playlist is Bob Dylan. Uh, since, and I believe this was up on FARC this morning, 50 years since times they are changing. 50 years. Chris Stanley celebrates that with a tad bit of Duran Duran. I don't know whether it's one of those uh, mash things that you're into so much. I love a mashup because I get two songs at once. There's like two songs that I love, right? But right. then they, they become one. So it's like I'm doing, again, double duty. Two birds, one stone. Uh, well, I guess it's mashup day. Well, I know why you're playing Duran Duran, because Rob Sheffield from uh, Rolling Stone is stopping in a little later on. And the last book that he did was talking to girls about Duran Duran. So you probably have that on your mind quite a bit. Yeah. I love Rob Sheffield. Now, this is normally the time that I scream at you. Yeah. But it's birth week for Big Chris Stanley. This fucking finally comes in handy. Yeah. This is one of (laughs) your special birthday presents. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm looking at Watley, and he looks like he's in a fucking space capsule, ready to be shot off. (laughs) I was telling you. If they were blasting LCD sound system in the fucking shuttle as it was about to fucking go off. There has to be a reason why my eyes hurt every day. <laughs> Not even answering us. Yes, come on. It's, um, it could the, be to it. It's just too bright in here. Yeah, it's too bright in here. That's what everybody... That's what the radio audience was also thinking. It's too bright in here. Um, so Rob Sheffield coming in later on. Yeah. And... We may have uh, my doctor stopping by to look at you guys. Oh, well, I could use it. I got this bad cough. Yeah, you have a bad cough. Fez picked up a cough. I don't know what you two are spreading back and forth. (laughs) I guess some strain of uh, meningitis. I hope not. That shit's deadly these days. A lot of people are writing in. What's that? Uh, well, you know what the thing about our listeners is they're very understanding about a, any kind of a goof-up. That's the beauty of them. Oh, good. That's the beauty. They're now calling them Dylan Dylan. Bob Duran Duran Dylan. DD. I hope next break we hear Dylan's epic Rio. We've never had this happen before. No, no I've We've never it. been confused like this. This is a first for me. Yeah. I'm a fuck up. Stop be easy on yourself. No, uh, I screw it up. Can I just tell you something? My what? eyes can't hurt any more than they already do. <laughs> the strain. You want blue blockers? They block that blue. No, they can't oh. stop what I'm feeling. It's the Benz pressure. It's just oh, Jesus. the Benz. Um... All right, so we got a lot to. Maybe if uh, my uh, doctor gets here a little later on, he can uh, check on you guys. Uh, but anyway, Rob Sheffield will be uh, trying around now. His first 
book was Love is a, uh, a Mixtape. And it was about the fact that he was... A young guy got married, him and his wife, very happy, very in love. And then one day, bam, she just dies. Oh, Jesus, no. This, then he did uh, uh, Talking to Girls about Duran Duran, which was about him being a kid in the 80s. And this one, Turn Around Bright Eyes, is about him after his wife uh, died. He moved to New York, uh, downtown, in the year 2000. <laughs> All right. John Street. You know, okay. right, basically ground zero. While he's mourning, basically living in the big city by himself, 9-11 oh. uh, goes down, and then he finds redemption in karaoke. Starts to do a lot of karaoke around town, kind of take his mind off of things. Okay. And uh, eventually, you know, finds uh, a, a great girl for himself. Thank Turns all around. Yeah. God. But there's parts of this that remind you of Lonely Fez. But his different way of dealing with it. His different way, I'm going to throw myself out there and meet somebody. Yeah. You know? I'm going to go out and hit the karaoke bar. If something happened to your chick, how long before you... Uh, uh, I don't... That's fine. I'm going to just guess. Yeah, yeah. 45 minutes? <laughs> Jesus Christ, no! I don't even know. I'd be Shorter? So, no, longer. Okay. I'd be so off the fucking rails. You know what? We don't have to judge each other for making mistakes, <laughs> Duran Duran. <coughs> God, just constant coughing. It's fine. Um, I'd be so off the rails, I couldn't even give you a fucking thing. Years, maybe? I don't, I, I, that's well, how I feel right now. He three years before he could get back into the game. <sighs> Sounds then, about right. There's another part of the book that just kills me. He says, just because he was uh, a good husband didn't mean he was going to be a good boyfriend. Like, oh. getting back into it. Yeah. Doing those, Relearning, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because it's a new person you know, yeah. and new people. And a lot of times dating, most of the people that you meet, you may not be compatible with. It's nobody's fucking fault. Yeah. I mean, imagine, I mean, how many women you think that could be compatible with your personality and situation? Small. Small, yeah. small section I mean, of the population. <laughs> you're, you're fucking playing with a sliver of what you're going after here. Niche is not the fucking word. I'm a lucky man. So far... Better knock on wood, bro. Don't uh, ever let God let, let you hear that you're a lucky man. He'll be dead on you in a fucking heartbeat. Uh, I want to get a hold of Jermaine Lassier for me, if you could, today. Because he's um, in a big uh, internet thing. Oh. I also want to play um, a song for your birthday week. Uh, David Ryan Harris, who we had in here, who, by the way, we got phenomenal feedback on. Uh, covered a Radiohead song just for you. Oh, yes. So I love it. It's all tied in with your birth week. This has turned out to be a good birth week. I mean, I'm not getting yelled at. No, no, no I fucked that up. That's a wonderful present. Put a bow on this one. <laughs> yeah. Put a fucking bow on it. And against the Radiohead covers? Love it. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, you are waiting. I, you I can't, can't though. It. I can't, though. Fuck. Don't pee yourself like it's a bouncy house. <laughs> Do we not have his number? We don't know how to reach him? No, uh, they believe they should be calling in the other room. Well, I'm looking here. I oh, can see shit. that there's no lines up where there needs to be a line up. So it's Jermaine Liss here. Do you have his number, Pips? Yeah, he's got he's he's got it. He's got it. Here it is. What are you gonna send it to him? Yeah. Yeah, he's got it right now. Also Bark asked us to get a hold of Jay Moore for him. Which I don't have Jay's thing, but after yesterday's Al Dukes thing, 
What the fuck? Where's he get off, huh? I guess Fifty Seventh Street. I don't know where they're broadcasting at these days. I don't even know. I don't, are they still even in Manhattan or they're downtown Manhattan? I think they're downtown. They used to be in my neighborhood, right around the block from my house. But that wasn't all their station. I think that that was just uh, Imus. Imus used to do mornings there. Oh yeah. And I don't know if the rest of the station worked out of there or not. It was nice though having that over there. Why? I don't know. I just liked having a radio, st- a big radio station. Why don't you try to get a job there? You're gonna walk to work like a fucking gentleman. Now I just have, that was just to deal with the fucking movie studio. There's multiple movie studios in the store, you know. Well, I know Silver Cup. What's the other one? Kaufman. I don't know that one. They do uh, um, Sesame Street out of there, and they did Ghostbusters there back in the '80s. You ever see the Muppets around? No, they're all in the just going to lunch and shit. <laughs> All right, uh, G-Baby's uh, on right now. Jermaine Lassier. G-Baby, how you doing, pal? I'm all right, Ronnie. How are you? Well, I got several emails about you last night that you are caught up in a quite the controversy. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Not really. It's just kind of the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life. Um, so at Sundance, I saw the movie Jobs, the new uh, Ashton Kutcher, Steve, you know, Steve Jobs movie. Yeah, from what I understand, it's excellent. No, it's, yeah, exactly. No, it's uh, it's not very good. It's not terrible, but I gave it like a five and a half out of ten. And but I said that the I said the movie had a phenomenal story. Think about Jobs' sort of rise to fame. That's a fair claim. And the the publicity company contacted me and said, "Can we just say that you thought the movie was phenomenal?" And I said, no. I was like, I appreciate you asking, but I didn't like the movie. You can't use my quote. They said, okay. Then the trailer came out yesterday, and I'm quoted in it, but I'm misquoted. I, I used the word excellent, but I, the word excellent doesn't appear in my review. And it says I work for a website called Splash Film. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my favorite so part of it. Of course. It should be. It started a whole thing where all the other movie bloggers were like, oh, I like Ain't It Cool News and ChloringSoon.net. Yeah. It was really, really fun. Well, I mean, to me, Splash Film is, that's where I've heard about the uh, the reboot of My Little Mermaid. So I'm very excited. <laughs> but uh, is this rare for somebody to just yank something out or act like someone likes the film? Or does this happen every once in a while? It definitely happens every once in a while. I was quoted for a movie that I really like called Liberal Arts, and uh, they didn't ask me about it, but they pulled a quote, and then but then they screwed it up so that in the trailer the quotes were flipped. So like I was quoted with some other guy, guy's words, and another guy was quoted with my words. It, it, you know, and they didn't ask, but that was okay because I loved that movie. I gave it like a nine out of ten or something. Yeah. But um, it, yeah, there it's really weird. You're like, how can they get this wrong? It's so simple. Go into a, you know, a big thing of words, find words, and if somebody says no, say no. I contacted the company and they said they're going to, uh, to try to change it, um, but who knows if they're going to do that. I mean, it would be kind of crazy that they have to go through and re-edit and distribute an entire trailer because they screwed, uh, they screwed up. But, uh, they got a little bit of heat online yesterday for it from, you know, from the, my boss with, you know, 100,000 Twitter followers and guys work for the Huffington Post and all these other places, so. Uh, we'll see, but yeah, it, it's it's not it's much more common than you think. I had no idea, you know. 
oddly enough, most of the time you just hear one of those things, and uh, a lot of times you've never even heard of yeah, the, the, person, the website right? that they're promoting, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and there's, there's guys who they just go to. A lot of times what's really interesting that people really don't know either is it's not like they just call it out of reviews. I know there are guys who do not do movie reviews, who work on movie websites, and maybe do some interviews and stuff, but do not write reviews, who they'll email and say, what did you think of the movie? And they'll say, it was the best superhero movie of the summer. And then it'll say that on the thing. But it just was in an email. He didn't publish that anywhere. Right. If you go on the Internet and search, like you want, so they'll just do whatever they can. And that's for a big movie. I mean, that happened with a guy I know in Man of Steel. He, he says some really, really, and I like that movie too, but he put some really big things up about it. And then he, and then he, he started getting nervous, like, Wait, uh, they use that quote, and it's not anywhere to be found. Maybe I should write something. I'm like, yeah, maybe you should write something before you submit a quote making this grand claim that has your name attached to it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I try and I don't put as much stake in those anymore. And I, I do take pleasure in sort of watching uh, a commercial and seeing who said what, you know, uh, well, you, about certain. When you movies. first started, you loved being quoted, but now you don't give a shit, huh? No, I still I still really like being quoted if it's something I really care about. Like I'm quoted in the trailer for two movie short term twelve that I told you guys about yeah. that's coming out. And and that meant a lot to me because that's a movie I really, really like and that they chose my words meant a lot. And it's really cool to see like, you know, the recognition. But yeah, it's sometimes when something like this it's just more than a hassle than it should be. Well, I think it's kind of hysterical. I hate to tell you, but <laughs> I just love the I love the carny aspect of just trying to steal one word. Yeah, just the most positive thing possible out of it. No matter you know, doesn't matter the context. No, no, there is no context. <laughs> just excellent, and, and even that wasn't then, even in there. A tour de force. Yeah, it's a, it's they got three things wrong. A, I said they couldn't use it. B, they got the <laughs> word wrong, and then C, they put the wrong website up. At least he spelled my name right, I guess, which is nice. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Anything uh, coming out the rest of the summer that looks any good? Ah, man. Like I said, that movie Short Term 12 is really good. I, I'm a little behind just because I was uh, at Comic-Con and then on a family vacation. But um, oh, Where'd you go, Jay? Oh, uh, well, we were in Vegas for a couple of days. Baller. Beautiful in August. <laughs> Beautiful. It was a little hot. It was a little hot, but, you know, it wasn't that bad. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard medium things about Elysium. I've heard the movie Two Guns about as better than you think. Mm. Um, it would have to be. Yeah. It's look crazy. The best movies coming out right now are all the smaller movies, like with the Woody Allen film, Spectacular Now, um, all these movies that are sort of going to start rolling out. Uh, those are the best movies that are out right now by far. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you uh, soon. Sounds Peace. good. Uh, there goes Jermaine Lassier. Uh Often quoted, never accurately. No. They'll just take, they, they just hack his email and just find anything they can about anything. Maybe we should go back and just find things that he said about us. And just try to act like the same guy who, like Jobs, also said we were phenomenal. He raved about Jobs. <laughs> and he loves short-term memory. Now, let's find out. Uh, by the way, if you like Google him and then do like an image... 
there is a, the most embarrassing picture of Dave with him. Dave is wearing some tight thing over his head, <laughs> which I can't even figure out. Oh, okay, I know. That was um, for Halloween. He was Wimbo Slice, white Kimbo Slice, because he had the beard. So, so first of all, no one even remembers Kimbo Slice anymore. No, he's guys. No. <laughs> Now, and there's no <laughs> reference to that in that picture, so all you think is, that Dave's a lunatic. Yeah, right? He's wearing a do-rag. That's weird. It's too tight to be a do-rag. <laughs> well, he has too much hair to it, fucking even rock a do-rag. It looks like it's his underpants. <laughs> um, Johnny, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. J just want to let you know, especially Peppa, uh, that Kaufman Studios, that's been there since before Hollywood. That's where they used to film, I guess, the old-time movies and stuff before they moved out west. Yeah. So it's been there long... Oh, you know, but Ronnie didn't know for sure. So I, just no, I didn't know at all. Okay, I okay. didn't know a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> I never heard jack <laughs> shit about this old deal. It's like associated with the Museum of the Moving Image over in Queens. You know a lot about Queens, so... <laughs> well, you know, it's around the corner. <laughs> Someone told me you don't even technically live in Long Island City. I, I, I live on the border of Astoria and Long Island City. Like, if you go one block over, it's Long Island City. If you go the other, the other way, it's Astoria. All right. When you walk from your house down to the East River, right? Yeah. What avenue would you be, what street would you be looking at? Um, I'll be looking at the, uh, I'll look at the FDR. Yeah, but what street is on the other side? What street in Manhattan? I think, uh, hold on, let's see. Uh, Probably like sixty something, maybe seventieth Street, something like that. Because yeah, yeah, you're my, you're uptown a lot higher than I thought, <laughs> and I didn't even realize that until we went to that Greek place. I uh, always thought that Long Island City was down like you would come across to the fifties, like down where those big buildings are now. Yeah, that is what the yeah, where, it's where the the bridge lets off. Yeah, but I, I'm about like ten, fifteen blocks away from the bridge, the Queensboro Bridge, north of it. Yeah, north of it. Weird. I've always had you somewhere else in my head. I hope you invite me over for d'oeuvres and, and cocktails one night. Oh God, you shouldn't be having any cocktails. I hate this story. Harper Lee. Uh, some guy's taking advantage of her in her old age. <laughs> it's Harper she's, Lee. Leave her alone. She's 87. And... Uh, Jesus th Christ. Somehow he tricked her into... Uh, get rid of her money. She still makes about a million some dollars a year on that book. She has to, right? I mean, it, it's fucking. It's a classic. Bigger than a classic. It's it's a it's standard. Than a classic. It's a standard. It's a book standard. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. Um, Snowy, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. I gotta go in with uh, your previous guest there about the reviews and these movies. You see these ads in the paper or the commercials, but these big glowing ads are spectacular. Must see. You look at the fine print, you get like, what's that, the Eastern Montana Gazette? What the hell? Or these obscure websites they never heard of. It's one of the most glowing, you know, reviews of these movies. They flash on the TV screen or the little blurbs in the paper or on the ads for the movies. It's just like, you see the most obscure, you know, publication or website, like you were saying. It just, it's always cracked me up. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you would, to me now... That's a reason to be concerned if you're not familiar with the writer or the website that they're quoting. Yeah. You know, they used to say, 
Time Magazine, Rolling Stone. Uh, then they started on internet sites. But anyone can start a, a fucking web series. Yeah. You know. Start a Tumblr. There, done. Uh, Jermaine is on a very, very big site. They, you know, get all the press credentials. They're accredited, more or less. Yeah. But you could start, you know, the Crazy World of Movies blog. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. And they would start sending you the screenings. Yeah. They'll basically buy you. I think the, I think the small guys will be like, all right, we'll give you whatever you want. You just come to any movies. They're all for free. Really? All right, those give us those refused, dude. See, I don't think I don't think it's that up front. I think it's much more someone thinking this is a great idea, and I'm just going to write positive things about movies. I don't know. I, I do fish. know because you look at Apollo; he never says a negative thing about a movie. No one ever has to ask him to. You know, no one ever has to ask them to say something good. <clears throat> All they do is find guys like that and take care of them. Uh, by the way, Paulo put up a movie uh, review in the uh, unfiltered part. Now, go over and just click on that. And to me, the best thing is his picture, because it looks like little astronauts have have claimed his head <laughs> for the United States of America. Why is there a tiny fucking flag? Sticking out. He takes the best selfies of anyone ever. Um, where do you get that little flag, and why is it there? It's they put that like in food, like in a cupcake. Yeah, thank you. Know? you. That's him. He's a cupcake head. <laughs> Tony, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I got a spy report. Uh, report there for you, Ronnie. Oh, uh, hey, well. Spy report. Spy report. Uh, yesterday you were speaking of your hatred of the uh, We Are Family pirate. Today it comes out. Dave Parker has Parkinson's. Parkinson's, I like to say. Oh, no. So, are you saying I jinxed them <laughs> by bitching about that team? Could be. They were oh, such a fucking great team, and I was so destroyed that year. Well, they haven't had a really uh, good year since. So, they fucked up my year. I don't care what <laughs> happened since then. That could have been a back to back in Philly. Um,. Sean, you're on the manifest show. Turn your radio down, Sean. Sean, I'm going to hang up on you. Car? Turn your radio down. Okay. Yeah. What can we do for you, buddy? Uh, uh, yes, sir. You, you called me. Uh, I'm 12... And uh, I'm from uh, Alabama. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, why doesn't Fez talk anymore? Well, first of all, you, you're too young to listen to this station. And Fez doesn't talk because some things happen in adulthood. You'll get the spirit crushed out of you. You'll understand. Yes, sir. All right. Now turn to the Disney Channel. All right, buddy? Okay. Good right. place. Bye-bye. Being from Alabama, it'll be crushed sooner than most. What's it called? The kids' Place? Kids' Place, yeah. You know all the shows. Oh, yeah. You know all the stations. It's kids' Place, East Street Radio. Because you're just in no place today, huh? Just, it just a little weirded out. Why? Why every day is there something? I have no idea. I think it's the new medicine. 
is it is it brain medicine or body medicine? New body medicine. Okay. All right. It is the Ron and Fest show on a Tuesday. It is the birth week. <laughs> I like that birth yeah. week. Coming up a little bit, uh, Rob Sheffield. Uh, but Hicks, this is all part of your birth week. We wanted to play this uh, for you. Now we had uh, David Ryan. Harris's songs. Uh, you can go over and check out some of his songs on the iBang or tweet him at drh3. Um, handsome Johnny Tubestakes was doing something for him for the that coffee channel. I oh, think they're called the Coffee Clatch, where everyone gets together and has coffee. No, it's not the Coffee Clatch. Coffee and Friends? The Coffee House. Coffee Goes to Harlem. Coffee House. The Coffee House. They're fantastic... I believe they only play live acoustic music on there. Yeah, that's that's their thing. So uh, he had them do a cover for you. Handsome Johnny said, we have a, a birthday coming up of wow. one of our guys. And he's a big radio uh, head fan. I am. So this is that uh, subterranean... Uh, oh, subterranean homesick alien. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, which I guess is another mix. For you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a it mashup. It stays with the facts that we're just mashing everything up today. <laughs> not a mashup. Just, uh, just a great song. Mark, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, uh, since Fez doesn't want to talk anymore, is there any way that we can get Janet on the air? Uh, she, man, she grinds up my day. Is it Janet or Janice? Janice. Everyone is love, Janice. Uh, love with Janice from Chicago. I love her to death, man. Yeah. Y'all should get her on the air. Well, we would, uh, and, you and, know. And, and get, get rid of Fez. Well, it's not so much that we'll get rid of Fez, but he could call us from Chicago. That'd be nice. Make talk, it fun for everybody. Talk about his computer. Um, all right, the, the Coffee Clatch has this song. Coffee House. Uh, that's when that's Jennifer Hutt gets together with her friends and they have a clatch. <laughs> Talk about their husbands and their kids. Oh, so Jewish. God, why do you got to go right there? I was just saying. Uh, but anyway, this is uh, David Ryan Harris, who uh, Zito turned us on to, but then uh, Earl is a gigantic fan of. Just loves him. That's that BRC sound. I guess it is. I guess it is a BRC sound. I've never seen, seen it that way because I don't see color. Oh, really? Not at all. Oh, everything black. I see is, no, everything's just whited out like I was in a blizzard. That's That sounds like it's, something's wrong with you then. Yeah, there is. There's something leaning against my eyes. I don't know, is it a brain tumor or whatever? <laughs> Have you kind of looked at? I don't Come like on. to. Um... But anyway, this one's uh, for you. For everybody who wants to check this out, go over to the iBang or give him, uh, David, a tweet at DRH3. Town where you can't smell a thing, 
and you watch your feet for cracks in the pavement. While up above, aliens hover, they're making home movies for the folks back home. Of all these weird people who lock up their spirits Drill holes in themselves and they live for their secret They're all uptight, uptight Uptight, uptight Uptight, uptight They swoop down in a country lane Late at night when I'm driving Driving, 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 and driving they Take me aboard their beautiful ship And show me the world as I like to see it Tell all my friends, but they never believe me. They think I'd finally lost in forever. I'd show them the world and the meaning of life. And they lock me away. But I would be so alright. Everyone so uptight, uptight. Uptight, uptight. Uptight, uptight. So that's uh, David Ryan Harris, who was in here last week. His uh, Twitter is at DRH3. And if you want to go over to the iBang, I think there's three other songs on there. Just a terrific voice. All live cuts, too. It's uh, all live. Yeah, everything is just uh, just him sitting there with his guitar. 
Um, amazing stuff, though. That was great. That was a fantastic cover, Subterranean Homesick Alien. I would go so far to say a lot better than the original. It's different. Not going to fucking say anything that's better or not. Yeah. Um, but he's a terrific, terrific singer. Also a very cool guy. Uh, Psycho Bob, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, uh, the reason I'm calling is I've been listening to Pepper cough and hack for what seems like a long time. Yeah, like, seven have years. You seen a, have you seen a doctor for that, or is it getting? I mean, it sounds like it's getting worse, man. I'm worried about it's you. It's definitely getting worse. You think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll maybe I'll go see a doctor for the cough because I feel fine other than the cough. Then you get a I bunch mean, of antibiotics. I got uh, no. I have like oh, I took all those for the last time I was sick. It just I, sounds like you're getting worse, though, man. All right. Oh, well, I'll talk to my doctor, Pit Doc. Okay. Bye-bye. I have his personal email, so I can just email him. That's great. It was personal email. What's going on with Watley? How I, is he off the air? Just still nervous. He's, he's just so nervous all the goddamn time, off and on. <clears throat> Especially on. Maybe a little bit calmer off. <clears throat> he's not even in the... In the studio now, but but yeah, it's this is why like, going on. We can we can change of like really just total anxiety driven lockedness. Pip, send me Shelby in for a second. Classic Shelby, classic fucking Shelby. He's got to do it quickly because I got Rob Sheffield coming. Yeah, he's coming in right now. The game I never fail me. Shelby. Hicks and I were talking after the show yesterday. Yeah. We're thinking about putting something together with the interns on the show hosting their own show. Better idea to let the interns host together or try some separate shows. Uh, each idea is amazing. Course, but mm -hmm. I'd say all together. Really? Because uh, Molly wanted to have her own shot <laughs> yeah. at oh, this. Molly. Huh? That sounds like Molly. Well, I mean, Not, the thing is, yeah. you this would be something for you to take. Are you guys plan on working together full time? Like in the for like in the future? Yeah. Like, I can't see that happening, but... Well, why would I you do. want to do a show together, then? I don't know. I think I could riff off them better, but oh. if... All right. Well, this is all still going to be thought about. Not going to get the competition you were looking for, though, Hicks. Nope. I was... Fuck, I was... I like to get some action, you know? Actually, I'd, I I'm, could see, like, a oh? single show happening. I'm yeah. Open to anything. Well, you know what? I'm thinking about the Molly show with you guys in some kind of support, then. Because she's ready to grab... Look, I got Rob Sheffield right now. When you get two uh, best-selling books, and when you write for Rolling Stone, I'll sit down and talk to you for a while. Okay. But right now, it's all about Rob Sheffield. That's right. Uh, this book is uh, called Turnaround Bright Eyes. And... Uh, He's such a fantastic writer that uh, you just follow these memoirs along, <laughs> rooting for him. Uh, and this is about, uh, he's a young widower, uh, not even 30 yet, 
and uh, moves to New York, doesn't know anybody, and spends a couple years alone, uses karaoke to get out there in the world a little bit, and then finally meets uh, a terrific girl. Uh, he's just a, a great writer and somebody who knows so much about pop culture and music. Uh, he's a lot of fun to read. Uh, let's bring him in, Mr. Rob Sheffield. Sheffield in studio with us. Uh, Turnaround, Bright Eyes is the new book. We wanted to bring it back to Brian Ferry because <laughs> this is the hardest karaoke song in the history of the world. I agree. <laughs> you, you can't step to Brian Ferry halfway. <laughs> he, he's a kind of a colossus. Um, Bill Murray couldn't even pull it off. No. It, it's funny because I tried to do a Brian Ferry song at karaoke just this weekend. I tried to do Love is the Drug. Right. I was like, you, you kind of have to be Brian Ferry to do that one. <laughs> well, um, you know, yesterday, stopping by here, I think one of, uh, when, when you talk about Chic, uh, does Chic get over quite a bit on the karaoke scene? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the singer, songwriter, collaborator of, of Chic was in, um, why am I lost in his name? Nile Rogers. The great Nile Rogers was yeah. in here yesterday. And said that he based Chic on Roxy Music. I was totally stunned. It's it's unbelievable. I, that blows my mind. He he talks about it in his book Le yeah. Freak, which is a, just a phenomenal read. It's got lots of great stories like that about like how seventies rock inspired him so much. But it blew my mind reading that. I said, "Wow!" I feel like. <laughs> Every, all the different strands of my life come together and make sense now. It's it's like finding you know like the the philosopher's stone or something. I was like, wow! Like, I but, thought that was an amazing thing. And again, yes. why you can never tell where a musician's head is at. You know, because yeah. uh, we will sit down, fans will sit down, and break music in the genres. But those guys never do. You know? Yeah. It's and it's amazing. I I just loved like all his. Uh, I mean, what a life that guy has had yeah. in music, and that he's still, you know, he has a the huge song in the charts this summer with the Daft Punk song. I called it the song of the, song of the summer, but now I think it might have been upsurped by this, um, what's the other song? Blurred Lines. Yeah, Blurred Lines might be the song of the summer. Um, I'm, 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 team, I'm team, team Nile Rodgers in this one. I, just, I, like, I was the same way. I was told not to it. But, you know, like in England, they care about the Christmas song, who's got the big Christmas <laughs> yeah. song. I think in America, the song of the summer is the best thing that you could have. That's true. The pop song that you can hear everywhere. Even if you hate it, it will remind you of that summer. Yes. I got to say, the Blurred Lines song, that's one I hate. That's, that's my, oh, you, that's you my hated song in the summer. Well, because it reminds me of one of my favorite songs to do karaoke or any other thing, Got to Give It Up by Marvin Gaye. Right. It's the same song. Yeah. And I, th I was like, wow, if I want to hear, you know, like a, a dude singing a really bad version of Got to Give It Up, I can sing one of those in the shower. See, I also think that Got to Give It Up was the song of the summer of the year it came out. Totally. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, you 
you look at the karaoke thing, this was almost a lifesaver for you. Totally. It, well, it, it's funny that just there's so many ways for people to share music. It's just mm -hmm. you know, a fundamental human need. And that for me, like karaoke became one of them. And, and, but it was a way that I never thought that I'd be able to share music actually performing it because I, I actually have a really, really terrible voice. Mm -hmm. And something that lets anybody participate in music without any regard to whether they have any talent at all. Was it difficult the first time you started to jump up knowing that you can't sing? Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was scary. I, I thought, okay, what in the room? Are they going to throw at me? Okay, there's glassware. I can duck. Like, I got to watch for that table, for yeah. that table. But it creates this totally, like, forgiving, accepting community where, you know, as long as you bring enthusiasm and passion, talent means nothing. All, the only thing that matters is, is that y you care about it and that you give your all to it. And this is, you know, I remember when they called it a fad, but it's been far too long to be a fad at this point. Yeah, it's wild how, how it caught on really fast after being this thing that was huge in Japan. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it started to invade the U.S. Uh, in the late 80s, but it was it's like as soon as people found out about it, they just wanted more of it. There is, uh, the book deals with you basically becoming a, a, a single guy. Uh, some of it reminded me of Lonely Guy. Remember that old story? Yeah, I love yeah. that book. Oh yeah, my goodness! Yeah. So because, but you were thrust in it in this way. You had been married. You lost your wife, and now you moved to New York, and you're all on your own. And how on the edge were you for how long? It, you know, it was it was, a, it was a dark point in my life, yeah. definitely. And uh, and. It's weird that that's when I got into karaoke, and it was something that kind of forced me to get out of my shell. Mm -hmm. that, you know, it was different from sort of hanging out in my apartment, watching TV, and just, you know, uh, ordering records on eBay, which was a new thing then. Right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, this is the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, wow. I was like, I can go out, like, and even if I don't know anybody in the room, it doesn't matter. It's just like a room full of strangers, and you can walk in and sing a song, and nobody's going to throw stuff at you. It's this, you know, open, embracing environment. Nobody else can sing either. That's why they're at the karaoke bar. If they could <laughs> sing, they'd, they'd have a band, you know? <laughs> now, so that was the thing that it made you part of the city a little bit. It made yeah. you part uh, of life because you had felt like, well, you had had your shot at love sure and you were not comfortable being the lonely guy yeah it it, it opened me up really emotionally in a yeah. lot of ways because you know you think before you do it i mean before i did it anyway as as someone you know a total someone who's always loved music but never never performed music or played music much less sang music uh it, it was a thing where the idea of going up in front of people that and and, and just doing music in front of them was it was just so terrifying and, and kind of conquering that primal fear it makes it feel anything's possible because you're a guy who's been more or less obsessed with music your whole life it's yeah. how you make your living uh but don't you feel like you're crossing the threshold that maybe the stage is a spiritual place and it's like if you walked into a church and just saw a bunch of protestants up there playing communion how furious you would be I, I I guess so, but it's it's funny for me that just performing music and just getting that little taste, yeah, the little tiny, you know, watered down taste of being a musician. I I understand why people go, why musicians go through the <laughs> insanity that they go through in order to play music. It, it is so funny because I I get to meet so many musicians here, 
And some of these guys who've been around for 40, 50 years still have that same urge as when they were kids. Some of them feel very positive about it, but some of them feel very negative. Well, they're like, I don't believe this shit. I got to go through to get this. <laughs> I'm like, it's really hard to get a record played 35, 40 years into your career. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing that, you know, like I, I was reading when Rush made a new album last mm -hmm. year, uh, a really, really good one. And Neil Peart was talking about it to a friend of mine, my friend Andy Green at Rolling Stone was interviewing him. And Neil Peart said, yeah, I was making the record and ran into Pete Townsend. And Pete Townsend said, ah, bit of a waste of time. The these days making a record yeah and i just thought oh my goodness if pete townsend thinks that yeah like after all the stuff that he's been through I've, you know because it, it's really a weird environment for that it is a very strange environment you jump into so many different things you get into a rod store yeah. Uh, as Rod Stewart being kind of the everman, which I think is just brilliant. Yeah, I love Where, that guy. yeah, I saw him in here not too long ago, very primped, you know, yeah. very ready. But you had the thing of he's got an attitude that he's just going to keep going. Yeah, he's someone yeah. we should emulate. I think so. He's somebody. He seems more wise to me as I get older. <laughs> I'm like Rod Stewart. Like he really figured out a lot of you know mystic seeming shit. You know, like it's like he's kind of like the Zen sage. You know, and, and the thing with like Rod Stewart, the way he would do some songs that are just you know heartbreaking, just exquisitely yeah. beautiful, painful songs. You know, like Mandolin Wind. He wrote that song. Yeah. And every picture tells a story. And then he'll also do something like Tonight's the Night. You know. Yeah. And, and, he, for, for him, they're both the same kind of thing. Well, you're not going to go anywhere without hearing someone bringing up if he would have died in 1975, you know, he would have been the James Dean yeah. of rock and roll. But there's also no, you know, there's no reason to cut him a break for 35 years later. He made this thing, but you said it's just to keep going, that he adapts more or less to keep going. Yeah. And that's something I love about him, that it seemed like, you know, there was that period where a lot of bands broke up because they wanted to sort of preserve the legacy. Right. And then they all said, what are we doing? What are we doing not playing these songs? <laughs> we'll get back together. We'll play them badly. But these are our songs. We should do them. And it's funny. And now it seems like I feel like any band that can do a reunion should, whether they're going to do it, you know, at the same level or not, it doesn't matter. You know, but, but musicians, they just need to keep playing music. Um. I'm trying to think, other than the talking heads, I can't think of anyone with any money on the table that hasn't gone back to pick it up. I think the big one, maybe like the last big one, is the Smiths. Right. And, and I think they just hate each other too much, and, you know, and, and Morrissey's making too much as a solo artist, so I, I don't think... That's, that's one that I'm pretty sure is never going to happen. But I love when I heard about the replacements doing it. I, yeah. I thought, you know, that's a beautiful thing. At, at this point, I think any band that can put it together should right well you know the eagles hated each other <laughs> and then they just went and did it did you see their documentary how that was it, so funny it's yeah. so great it's so cynical it's so blunt that you would think all right we want to go back and edit some of these things <laughs> out about money yeah yeah I, I was like, oh, I can't stand these guys. And then I watched it like three times. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they're the most honest people ever. You know, it, it really, 
I like how they don't try to put up a front for people who don't like the Eagles. They're like, you know what you hate about the Eagles? We're going to like crank that up to 10. Right. Like, and I was like, okay, I like that they're not trying to you know, put on a happy face for me. They're like... I, I wish that they would just go out to concerts now and announce how much money they made off the gate every night. <laughs> <laughs> just That'd put that out there. We want to dedicate this to the people who bought seats. Like up there. Right the people here, these... who bought the $400 seats. Yeah, that VIP get the beat yes. the Eagles section. I saw Neil Diamond at Madison Square Garden a couple yeah. years ago. And uh, and he dedicated a song to the people sitting behind the stage. And he was making fun of them to the rest of the room. He was like, look at these people. Could you believe they paid for these seats? Yeah, that's so great. Neil Hello. Diamond is another guy that he's out there still. Yeah. And it's, um, you have to say to yourself, wait, this could be the last time that I see Neil Diamond. Why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I go do it? Yeah, yeah. it's it's true. It, there's a, a chapter about when I uh, went to a rock and roll fantasy camp. Mm -hmm which was one of the best weeks of my entire life. And it was really inspiring to see these musicians. Some of them were stars. Some of them were journeymen. But they were all just keeping, keeping on doing it out right. of the love of doing it. And to be uh, with uh, my fellow campers who are all there because we love and worship these guys and, and the music that they made. And it, it was a really beautiful thing that, that all these, these different people just their dedication to it and that they were lifers. It was really inspiring. I, I love that chapter too. And it almost seemed like that could be a movie that, that, <laughs> the, because that experience is so high, but does it ruin it for you at all when you get to see some of these guys as regular guys? No, you know, it just, it makes it more beautiful just because, you know, you see that the dedication that they, they bring to it, that this is something that, you know, they start doing it as a kid because right. it's a short term, it's a fun it's 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 a fun gig. It's it's just fast times and laughs for a while, and they they keep doing it through you know the the heartbreak, the the broken relationships, the mm -hmm. the bad contracts, you know the bands breaking up, all this stuff. And if they keep doing it on the other side of that, it's just out of sheer love and sheer dedication. And that's that's something that's just really beautiful to see. How quickly, when you were at the rock and roll fantasy camp, how quickly did you fall into it? Like we're a band and we want to do a good good job it was it was really instant and yeah and, and again as a musical no talent i mean i wasn't even the best tambourine player in in, right. in 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 this band but everybody was really uh determined to play it right and and we were rehearsing like we played uh one song the first day it was uh little pink houses by john uh -huh. cougar Mellencamp. we played that song for like three hours i was like wow this is what rehearsal is like i see why musicians break up like while yeah. they're doing this i was like no no we got to do this change right. again i was like what can we just like well i did the baseball fantasy camp before and in like within a day we hate it hated the other team. And we're like, <laughs> we were like sitting down. Like, we, that is awesome. But yeah, well, there was even a thing where, because uh, I played with the Phillies, but the year before they had to talk to us because we played against the Pittsburgh Pirates thing, and they cleared the benches. Both wow. teams. And I'm talking about dentists and fucking lawyers and <laughs> just out swinging at each other. Yeah. It takes you no time at all to you're like, I get it. I understand. I want to be part of this. Yeah. It, it was um, when, one of the camp counselors, there was uh, Mark Rivera mm -hmm. in Billy Joel's band. Uh, he, he stole the show at the 12, 12, 12 concert, right. you know, like playing the saxophone solo, and it's still rock and roll to me. And one of the bands at Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, they really wanted to do, it's still rock and roll to me. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still yeah. rock and roll to me. And 
they wanted to someone was trying to do the saxophone solo and they wanted mark farina himself to to teach them like how to do like mark rivera himself to to, to teach him how to do that uh, that sax solo perfectly and finally he was like ah just let me sit in with you guys like it's just <laughs> yeah. you know it's just my own self but like just like that dedication to right. it you know like let's do this yeah, yeah let's let's pull it off uh and these guys spent a lifetime doing this uh the book is uh turn around bright eyes this is your third memoir now right yeah does that start to now you you're looking back and you're like my life is getting covered <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just, it's it's basically, it's about music and girls, right. which is, you know, all my books are about music and girls. Basically, that's, that's all I ever want to write about. <laughs> well, you've got a, uh, a chapter on Bowie that uh, I actually, I loved and I want to go back over it because you're saying that he could see stuff from the audience perspective, which yeah. I've never thought about before. It's really amazing. He really... He, you could see how he designed his whole act really for the cheap seats. That yeah. it was, it was designed that you know, he made it very user friendly for the for the fan at home to think, yeah, I'm as cool as this guy. Like, yeah. because you know, like we're we're both into this thing. Well, as he is inventing it, and you, you were because you brought up Starman, that all of a sudden he's taken. But I'm going back through that album, Rock and Roll Star. Uh, Lady Stardust, he's in the audience, yeah. and I'm reading your book, and I'm fucking putting it down, going, "How did I not see that all these years?" <laughs> now I re-love this uh, album. Uh, Bowie is one of the few people when I'm in his neighborhood that I'll be just like glancing around. Am I going to get a Bowie sighting? I still think he's one of the rock stars that are up a level from everybody else in terms of that mystique what everything totally. that we kind of fell in love with rock and roll about totally and and that i love his new record and yeah. i love that he was able to just do it in secret and then say yep okay here's my new record yeah and, and keeping these sessions a secret and everybody who played on them kept their mouth shut and he didn't make anybody sign anything everybody just kept their mouth shut just out of respect and, and admiration for this man. And I thought nobody else could get away with that. Yeah, that's really true. But how many of those type of people, because of the internet, because we get to see people in reality TV shows, like how many people do you think that we still have that mysterious awe about? There's not too many. Not too many. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird how different people have, you know, Bob Dylan clearly like made a decision. He was like, I'm going to stay on the road all the time. I'm going to play state fairs. Right. I'll play any shed. And... That, that that became like his, his new sort of mystique, that he was like, you know, committed to the journeyman sort of existence. Hiding in public. Yeah. And I remember in 89, I said, we got to go see Dylan because this might be it. And that fucking tour has never ended. That <laughs> tour, it's the same tour. And I'm like, we've got to go see him tonight. And it just never stopped. He's around all the time. But that has oddly made him even more mysterious. Yeah. It's, you look at a guy like, Bruce Springsteen, who keeps pushing himself to new new levels. I love how last year his shows he finally broke the four hour mark right. for his shows. I was like, he's been doing this for fifty years, and he's still like pushing. You know, like he, he was like, okay, I'm going to take it to another level. I'm right. going to crack the four hour mark. Who do you think he's competing with? Is he competing with history, the record books, or against himself? Though, I I kind of feel like he's he's uh, lapped the the pack like so right. completely that at this point he's like. I can just stand here all night and play music with my friends and like that's what I want to do you know as long as I still can and 
and nobody can tell me not to like it's it's really amazing that you know it's not like he's competing with his own past or, or competing with any other performer he's just like i'm just going to keep doing this for these people because you know because they've kept coming to my shows over the years you do a chapter about rush how you finally had to come around on them uh, mainly just because, and, and I've more or less done the same thing. At least I've given up the hate <laughs> that you brought up. But seeing them going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and seeing how much it mattered to them and their fans was like really fun. Yeah, it was. You know? It was beautiful and inspired. I voted for them. I I thought you know. Oh, like, you, you yeah, vote, I do like, you? Yeah, I vote, and uh, <laughs> and and I was like super psyched for that I, I was like you know like this is a really beautiful you know the bond between that band and its audience is i think we can all agree like unlike any other yeah and how does that happen is that because of how long it took them to get this kind of acceptance i, I, I think it's just that rush decided a long time ago that as long as they had the rush fans they didn't care about anybody else yeah and and that sort of stubborn independence streak is it's what's carried th them through all these years because you know in the 80s when you know let's face it in the 80s and the 90s when even like rush were making like really terrible records yeah. trying to adapt to trends and with synthesizer and everything uh they still they could go anywhere in in north america at the very least let's say and just you know and and play rush songs and the same loyal fans would come and I think like Rush eventually decided, you know, we have those people, we don't need anybody else. And that's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Well, the Rush fans kind of even kept a lot of people away from the band. You know what I mean? Which, I hear you. There, <laughs> there are certain bands that people say I hate, but they really hate that band's audience. And it would be, that would be a fun book just to go through and see what, uh, I don't know, the Counting Crows audience have cost them over the years. Uh, Dave Matthews Band's audience has cost sure. them over the years. Uh, your books are always so much fun, and uh, I'm happy for you, and everything's going good. By the way, when you moved down on John Street in 2000, I looked at an apartment in the same building. I moved here the same time Oh, my as you. goodness. Wow. And the only thing that kept wow. me from moving there, and I believe it was probably the same building, but the only thing that kept me from moving there was I went down there at night once. Yeah. And I'm like, I... You're smarter than me. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't do that. You're but, a smarter real estate shopper than me. Uh, the, the stuff that you write on uh, about 9-11, no, just perfect. Just it still went back Thank and so found much. what it felt like in the city at that time. Thank you so much. You know that building, it raised, it raised the rent after 9-11. I, <laughs> I was moving out, and they sent me like the, the new lease, and they were like, raising the rent. And I, I called the office. I was like, just, just out of curiosity. I'm not. But I was like, you know where this building is located, right? You <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going on there, you, you, and uh, and they were like, "Well, you'll probably get a federal disaster grant for living there, so it'll offset the rent increase." I was like, Got, "You know," but that's kind of a beautiful New York story it in is. itself. They it will is. find a way to hustle you. They never stop. They never stop beating. Rob, so great to see you again. Thank you buddy. so much, man. So good to see you again. And stop in anytime. You're Thank right you down so the street. Yeah. Let's just come in and talk. Uh, the new book is out. Turn around, bright eyes. Good to see you, pal. See good you to next see you. Time. Thank you through. so much.
All right, so that's Rob Sheffield, and uh, I really enjoy that kid. I don't know whether he has uh, a Twitter, does he? I never can keep up with who tweets and who doesn't. Uh, but I was just talking to him about a show I've been wanting to do for a while uh, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to get Eddie Trunk together with some of the people who vote. Because Rob votes, and I believe Dave Marsh votes. Okay. And I would love for Eddie to come in here and plead his case because it it drives him so crazy, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, it's, it's, it's Eddie number one for yeah. Eddie Trunk. Yeah. And, but He's gunning for him. It's never like even like a fun, debatable thing for him. <laughs> it's like a spear through his heart. Yeah. He, he bleeds. He bleeds this thing. You know what? Um... I uh, really like about Rob what he said is that you just got to keep going. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way when I was younger. I thought to myself, um, you know, James Dean had it down fucking correctly. You get in, get out, and leave that thing. But now I think as you mature, there is something to be said about the person who just keeps going at their life's profession if they still you know enjoy it but i love seeing some of the older guys out on the road still doing their thing and put out albums albums doesn't matter as much because to me albums are somewhat of a uh a made-up experience I think that the real experience is being out there playing live music. And I think you've got to keep doing it. If you're a true musician, you got to keep doing it, whether you're drawing big or whether you're a fucking wedding band. Like, I remember when I was a kid, and I saw Spinal Tap, and when they get around to the puppet show, I'm like, oh my God, I'm cringing, I'm dying. <laughs> but as the years go by, I'm like... Isn't that kind of a brave thing that we want to do our thing? Somebody wants us somewhere, and we're going to go and do it. You know, entertain those people. Um, and, and to me, to really do it for a small crowd in a bad gig is shows a lot more heart than somebody's doing it uh, for a big crowd and a big gig that anybody would like to do. Um, it's just a thought, though. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, I think we got a break here, don't we, uh, Chris? Yeah, we should break. We will break. Uh, but we'll be back in just a second. Shark Week got off to a controversial start. Yeah. And something that you cared about, uh, is that. EA Sports is uh, starting to reveal the Madden All-25 team. Yeah, twenty-five. it's been 25 years of uh, EA Sports' Madden. No, it hasn't. It's been 25 years. No way. 20, it's an All-25 team. 25 years. 25th anniversary Madden. Barry Sanders on the cover, and they're releasing... That was 25 years ago when Barry Sanders... Well, no, they just voted Barry Sanders on the cover for the, as, as for the 25th anniversary. That can't be. I even think we had video games like home video games. <laughs> Eighty-eight, I think, was the, was the first uh, was the first Madden. Um, and now they're they're once and for Madden twenty-five, they're going to have an all Madden team, where they're going to have 
every the greatest position player comprising one team, and they're revealing all of them. All right, we'll uh, talk about that. We got a lifeboat coming up. Uh, Hicks uh, also has a box. He's going to uh, lay on it. You and Shelby have a game to play today too. There's a game show as well. Yeah, yeah, we're bringing Ooh, it. Maybe I want to do that when we get back. There's game shows. There's boxes. There's Madden. Chances for you to win. Yeah, prize time. I didn't know we were giving away prizes with that game. This is exciting. Yeah, you got. We want prizes. We got prizes. How, how do you win? You have to, you're going to have to give me a call. Right, so we're, this is an on-air, not a, not a iBang game. People are going to be calling up. People are going to be calling up. Yeah, to win prizes for this game Shelby and I made. Oh, this is weird. Okay. Uh, I, I just feel like what is up is down. What's in is what's out. I've stepped through the fucking looking glass. No, nah, man. It's all, it's all happening right now. At least after the break. Right back, Ron Fess. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Channel. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Run a Fed show. It's uh, Duran Duran Dillon Day today on the Eye Banging Show. Chris Stanley, you look exhausted for some reason. Was it because you sat in Fez's chair? <laughs> <laughs> I said it went upstairs. That's all. And that it, just it's, it's takes you out of it. <laughs> Sadly, that combined with the congestion, it's fucking fucking up my breathing, dog. Um, I'm not a dog. I don't know what. That made it a, seem like I was. No, 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 no. It's like a term of endearment. Like, my, my dog. How? Like, it's my dog. My dog. No, I don't like that at all. Oh. Well, trust me, it wasn't like an Is that the only animal you call people? Cat? I want to get into a new thing. What's up, dolphin? <laughs> That's going to weird people out at first. Step back, dolphin. My dolphin, right? This dolphin's ready to grab some fish. Uh, there's somebody that always helps me spread stuff around. That's Kokomo Joe. Send me in Kokomo Joe and Kokomo Molly. Kokomo's, that- <laughs> please come to the studio. <laughs> Kokomo's to your studio, please. <laughs> Kokomo's to your studio. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I wanted to see what you guys thought about Troy Kwan's situation. What do you mean what we think about it? Like, you know, your opinion on it. I, I'm not being a dick or anything. I, you know... Get your opinion. What's going on with it? Well, my opinion is you never like it when something like this happens in radio, and you obviously aren't helping by challenging the bosses 
on the air, yeah. it's better to talk to them off the air. Right. Okay. Thanks. Uh, Kokomo Joe, you're the person in the halls all the time. Could we, uh, by the way, cool gold chain. Cool, thank you. Is it possible we start calling each other Dolphin and see if we can't get that to catch on? Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what's up, Dolphin? What's up, Dolphin? And the other thing is we got to also uh, act like it's also a negative thing. Like, yeah. you know. See that Dolphin over there? Well, all right, what? so act like a girl is a Dolphin. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Or if a pretty girl goes by, we'll go, oh, where's my fins? And then. <laughs> Give me some fins. Fins uh, up. Fins up. That's when we high five. <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, man, I love sticking in that blowhole. Yeah. My, oh, or, oh, wait. Yeah, that's too far. Okay. Or if we're mad at someone, just be like, ain't no fish for you here, dolphin. You know what I mean? Like, we just keep pushing the dolphin thing way too far. Why don't you jump out of water, dolphin? Yeah. That's that good. Um, <laughs> I like to say, what. What up, my ninja? To, okay, to friends. That's, that's that's old though, and it's stupid. All right, okay. Yeah, that's done. I mean, we tried to. Get, you know what? I don't even want you on the dolphin thing because I see you're going back to the ninja circle. He's cramping. All right, style. yeah. The dolphin style. Start my own then. Lady Trucker, what up, dolphin? <laughs> what up, dolphin? <laughs> Trucker, what is it? Ah, uh, Shelby's such a pussy for not wanting to do a show by himself. Shelby is a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> it gets filled up. <laughs> All right. I didn't even say with what. Molly, were you surprised that Shelby didn't want the challenge? Uh, no, I wasn't. I, I feel like he will take any opportunity to make fun of me on air. <laughs> See, I don't want that to happen. What about this? There was a contest. The two best friends against the two best friends. And we do it with these two. All right. Okay. The Kokomos. Cokes. Sweet. They do a 15-minute show versus the other two. um, And they do a 15-minute show, and we let people vote on it. I love the sound of that. Okay. I love it. Let's do it. We do it. We're going to win. Winners will then get a record deal in Hollywood. (laughs) What? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to Hollywood, Dolphin. (laughs) And what I'd like to do is like have pools of dolphins, like the biggest fans. Like, where my dolphin pool? My dolphin. And then I just, yeah. if we can have listeners sitting in water. Okay. <laughs> dolphins raped, you know. Um, let's go over to Justin and Philly. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Had a had a question for you. In uh, Philly, we got a pretty uh, pretty healthy uh, street art scene. Yes, you do. And that always reminds me of the worst neighborhood to be in. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's Philly. Uh, uh-oh, they're letting them paint next to the banks. We better back up and get out of here. If they act like, hey, paint pictures of kids having fun, that means you're going to get mugged in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's true. Well, anyway, we got a couple uh, local artists that put up pieces here and there, and... Um, I saw one the other day. It was fairly new, and so I took it and uh, took it off the wall. It was like on a piece of uh, heavy cardboard, I guess, right. or, or wood, and put it up in my living room, and it's awesome. The artist is uh, Nose Go, one word. You can pop them up. It's like weird animal kind of looking things. And uh, is that, I mean, I don't feel that bad because obviously I did it, but I'm morally, is that is that fair play? Is that No, up you grabs? sold something. 
but but someone else put it out on the street. Like if I yeah, put but out it was garbage, for everybody. It was for the neighborhood. Well, if I put out my garbage and someone digs through it, there anyone takes it, they're welcome to have it. I mean, it's going to get destroyed and disappear, as opposed to maybe live on in my living room. It's not street art if it's on cardboard. This was it was almost like it's plywood. If it, someone leaves their bike outside, <laughs> then they never wanted it, and I am taking it. You would not make the call. If you knew that you weren't a thief, you're a thief, and then now it's a matter of whether you can live with that or not. That's up to I'm you. I'm a master art thief. I can definitely live with it. That's up to you. That's that's your thing. But the fact of the matter, if you're calling and asking, and you wanted me to say, no, dude, that is, I'm glad you took... No, you stole it. Because he did not have the intention of painting something to go in your living room. He would have charged you for that. But the fact that within a week or two weeks, it's going to be destroyed, painted over, gone, never to be seen again. I mean, it's not going to You don't know a... what they were planning on doing with it. You said it was on a piece of cardboard. Well, it's, it was on a piece of plywood. It was put up on a mural. Yeah, and, maybe it um, was going to go somewhere after that. <laughs> He's going to move it around? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> but you're asking whether you stole it or not. Yeah, you did. All right, one more. What's the name of that hoagie place in Astoria? Because I'm coming up this weekend. Oh, that's called Clyde Parker's. Clyde. And you just keep going as far as you can. It's called okay? Dolphin Sandwiches. Mm. Dolphin. Mm. Wait a minute. <laughs> you do eat dolphin in Florida, but it's not the same dolphin that you think of as a dolphin. There's also a fish called dolphin. So when you go down there, you eat dolphin sandwiches. And it's funny because you're eating it, and you look over, and then you'll just see like a little kid crying <laughs> looking at his dad. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> false advertising, man. Why but I do want to point this out. If you're in a neighborhood in, in a city, and you see a mural, get out of there. It means you're going to be killed. They only allow murals in bad neighborhoods. It's a tribute. The kid guy died there, okay? Yeah. There's uh there's one in my neighborhood where yeah. it's uh if you see police being abusive to minorities <laughs> reported. And that's the whole mural. That's a nice one. Yeah. But you'll never like you only see murals. You'll never see the people of Upper East Side. We really need some murals, you know? <laughs> yeah. To kind of pick this place up. <laughs> to make us feel good about yeah. ourselves. It's also boring. You know, because crack is whack and no <laughs> one up here realizes it. Don't, don't be a joke. Uh, Eric, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ron, I got a question, man. Uh, remember that big argument they had the other day on air and uh, Fez got offended because somebody kept using the word gay and faggot? Yeah. I was wondering what happened with that because I know they were saying they were in a meeting about it this morning or something. I just got back to the radio. Yeah, the meetings have been going on for a while, but it, it, it wasn't just about that. It was about everything that happened that day. And we're all supportive of Troy. And uh, we hope the best for him. All right? You think everything will be okay? I have no idea because legal gets involved. I never think it's okay when you start to fucking draw the line against these guys uh, yeah. on the air. Um, here's Jeff in Columbus. You're on the Run of Fest show. Oh, what's up, my dolphins? Hope you're not getting caught in a net and you're all jumping through today. That's true. Hey, hey, things are going great. We're just bouncing balls on our noses today, yeah, man. Hey, if I was there, I'd be throwing you some fish, brother. Mmm. So good. So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> Flipper was a good movie. All right, hey, Ronnie. Ronnie, I got a question for you. Yeah, and I want ahead. your opinion on something. Yeah. Okay, so. You know, this whole A-Rod thing's going on, and, you know, I've heard some folks on the radio give the opinion of 
hey, let them juice up. Let everybody juice up. Let them see the long ball. And part of me agrees with that, but then I, I heard the news this morning, and I started reflecting on it a little bit, and I started thinking, you know, there's a lot of youngsters out there that look up to all these baseball players as their heroes and everything, and then you look 20, 25 years later, and you see people today that are getting brought to court due to um, the mortgage industry, that they cheated, they cheated on Wall Street, everything else. And so I worry about the future of our country when it comes to uh, people looking up to heroes and then it does it instill in them at a young age, it's okay to cheat as long as you don't get caught. Well, I don't know whether you played sports when you were a kid, but they always taught us how to cheat pretty immediately. <laughs> uh, I remember my football first football practice, and we were little kids. Like, here's how you hold without being caught. Uh, you know, so cheating is part of any game that's out there. You cheat a little bit. They teach you how to fuck with the other person's head. But what gets to me about this one is I noticed that the other ball players are glad that these guys are suspended. Uh, that somewhat surprises me. Yeah, Mariano uh, came out. Well, not like, basically not saying he's f supporting A-Rod, but he's glad that guys are getting out of it. Uh, Most well, you're hearing that from a lot of people. Yeah, all over the league. We're like, good, finally, just get yeah. it out. Just please just be done with this. And just that kind of means more it. to me than anything that the sports writers are writing about or talking about. <laughs> yeah, because the only thing going to change are the players. If... If, if using PEDs is so frowned upon by everyone else, people, the dudes are going to stop using it. Mm. Um, here's PDP. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey. Hey, uh, real quick, since we were talking about music before, Ronnie, what are you listening to these days? I mean, honestly, what are you downloading? If you download anything or buy anything, are you listening to any Ryan Adams? Are you listening to any Jack Johnson? I, I am actually going through a very weird period that I'm not even comfortable talking about. <laughs> I'm going through a very specific period in time and a very specific place. Okay. <laughs> and I can't seem to shake it. I'm trying to get out of it. What, what genre? Um, I'll just say that it's Southern Californian. Okay. Okay. And leave it at that. And it's all because I saw Jackson Brown on the 4th. That's all right. Good. I can't get out. But then I saw the <laughs> Eagles documentary and cracked up and watched it over and over. So I've been going back just going, what exactly happened during this time period? Why did that get so goddamn popular? And I'm slightly obsessing upon it. Hey, you just watched the Zevon documentary too, right? I did watch the Zevon documentary. <laughs> Randy Newman. A lot of Asylum stuff. Yes. Um, you know, any anyone that David Geffen signed. And it all comes from one bad afternoon on the 4th of July. <laughs> this is how addicted people start to, you know, before you know it, you're going over the Rumors album by Fleetwood Mac. But really? Did this sell 35 million You guys are coughing back and forth. I apologize. It's, They're communicating. It's really disgusting. I apologize. Fez doesn't talk, but he coughs. Um... So yeah, I, I would I wasn't even gonna share that with anyone. <laughs> but yes, there's been a lot of Zevon, yeah. a lot of John David uh, Souther, uh, I a lot of the Sad Cafe. Just going through the Sad Cafe. All right, it all happened there on the grill. 
What about you? What are you listening to these days? Uh, I'm really into this band right now called Natural Child. They're yeah. like a like throwback punk skate band, but then they're from Nashville, so they also have like a lot of cool country songs. I just found out that the Nashville is getting into a lot of non country stuff. Yeah, yeah, and this band's kind of like that too. I wasn't even paying attention to that, but this is how. God bless you, honey. Thank you. What's wrong with you? I just just had a sneeze. I mean, now I got two coughs and a sneeze. <laughs> it's like a fucking sound effects machine in here. It's an infirmary. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that is. No, it's a new sound effect. Oh yeah. He sneezed. Seriously, that gold chain. What is that supposed to mean to oh, people? This fucking no, looks ridiculous. My my uh, roommate gave this to me last night for Aww. free uh, for blowing him. Uh, well, no, not just gay barter. Just that, uh, no, he because uh, he just found out. I mean, he's allergic to gold, so it was giving him a rash. So he gave me this gold chain. Before Joe had his badges hanging off of the chain. Yeah, it looked even cooler if you could imagine. Yeah, let's so, put it up there. Put it up right here, and then I can have. Oh uh, yeah, because you, now you look like you're backstage. Yeah, I know. Who's the indie band down there playing um, Silver Punk? <laughs> Silver Sun Pickups. No, are you familiar with them? Uh, no, only by name. They have a lot of young lady uh, followers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty young girls down there. And then there's another band wearing basically bikers' uh, <laughs> colors. Dude, Zach Wild, this black label society. I didn't even see that yeah. that was him. I only saw the backs of their heads. Yeah, he, he asked me where the bathroom was, and I didn't realize it till after I told him where the bathroom was. Oh, I thought you didn't realize where the bathroom was. Because <laughs> I'm like, you'd be here a long time. It's like it's down the hall, Zach. Um... But there's a ping pong tournament going on with Silver Sun pickups versus, uh, I guess, fans. You don't think we're up against Zach Wild? That's they're feeling sure. fucking froggy. That's if sure they're happened. feeling like dolphins, let's see him jump through the fucking hoop. <laughs> hoop, there it is. Hoop, there it is. All right. Um, Pat, you're on the Run of Fez show. Pat. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Hey, hey I, want, I want to offer Shelby a hundred bucks if he can go the rest of the show without using the word like. Uh, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, now he's got, now he's now the competition's on. Kokomo's versus fucking Shelby and Ba. Yeah, we're, we're going to do pretty well. Definitely. So do you guys read any Rob Sheffield that was here from Rolling Stone? Um, no, but I was reading the reviews. And well, How were the reviews? They were good. They were really good for the first two books especially. Wow. What? First wow. book just broke my heart. No, no, I didn't. I didn't read the reviews for the third book. Oh, that first book killed me. But I should send you over to be with him. Your next thing at Rolling Stone. Maybe. We can send Shelby to Rolling Stone too. Yeah, we could if he wants it. I don't know what he wants. It. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can only go if Molly comes I, with I him. I seriously don't know what has his fin bent. <laughs> it's like he's stuck in a goddamn net. <laughs> it's like he's a god. He's in a goddamn dolphin farm. He's so hard nosed. <laughs> um, Frank, you're on the Run of Fed uh, show. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, first off, the best. Your morning. name isn't Frank. Uh, by the way, we put dolphin rape back up. Good. And uh, it's very uncomfortable. I don't like interspecies sex. I think that goes too far. Sometimes it happens. I mean, no, now what's next? Gay marriage after this? <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, look oh my at God. that. Uh, uh, take it. Get uh, it, dolphin. Get it. Get in, dolphin. Yeah, you're a happy dolphin, aren't you? Oh, my God. Oh, that's a woman. <laughs> oh, this is two so dolphins. Mean. She's just pale and a little 
Slimy. <laughs> Did you see the one where the dolphin was laughing at that little girl for fucking around, though? <laughs> yeah, it's up on the eye bag. This little girl starts doing cartwheels in front of the dolphins. And he just thinks it's the funniest shit that he ever sees. This is up a couple weeks ago we put it up. Dolphins are like people. I hope not. Yeah, they are. Because then they'd just be constantly going. If I was a dolphin, I'd have to ask people to scratch my fucking back all the time. <laughs> I just can't stand the thought of living without arms. <laughs> Other dolphins will scratch your back for you. They'll yeah, go upside down. A, yeah, I don't fucking know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so watch this. Here's this dolphin. It's in a tank. And she starts doing cartwheels. Now watch this dolphin's face. Oh my, shut up. He can't believe it. And he's cracking up. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Don't stop, lady. Look, now they're all oh, man, other dolphins are coming to hang out. He's like, shut up, you're crazy. <laughs> awesome. Why did she start doing cartwheels in front of the dolphins to begin with? Tension whore. <laughs> Just attention whore. Look how, uh, just watch when it starts to, look, it laughs and bubbles come up. We Have you ever, like, cut the fins off a dolphin to see how they swim after <laughs> that? Christ, no. no. No, not yet, but. No. Oh, then. It's terrible. Mm, I know. But someone would do something it like, like that. Like you've done it. No. No. <laughs> then why did she ask that? I was just wondering if anyone had done it. <laughs> Yeah, because that would be fucking horrendous. I mean, these things right. are like human beings, kind of. But they live in the ocean. Did you ever cut the feet off a human being to see how they walk? No. <laughs> no, but it'd be... No. It'd be funny. Sounds like torture. Um, Curtis in Napa Valley, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Sound like a million bucks. Thanks, bro. Uh, I just want to let you know that uh, dolphins are the only other mammal that has sex for pleasure. Yeah, we were noticing that when <laughs> yeah. they yeah. on that girl. Yeah, sex are just rape for pleasure. <laughs> are you telling me that spiders don't like foreplay? Because I don't believe that. <laughs> spiders don't like getting their spider dicks sucked. <laughs> you know something? You're disgusting. You go too far with things. Okay, this, this dolphin rape's got me all riled up. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Look, they love it. They love attacking people. Dude, I, there was a... Uh, a guy that was scuba diving that a fucking sea turtle tried to take him up to us. <sighs> fucking sea turtle. I no no more. The people can't I be. think he had to do something to ask for it too. <laughs> he was dressed a little scandalous. Yeah. So the sea turtles <laughs> fucking tried to rape the dude? Yeah. Like his hard turtle dick? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the turtle couldn't have been like, couldn't, did it overpower him? Did it rape him? No, it came up uh, behind him, and all of a sudden he feels something <laughs> entering him. I don't know if you can come back from that. Got him, sea turtle raped you. Might as well just drown. Might as well stay on the bottom and just drown. Just cut that Take cord. your fucking mask off and lay there. Man, Ricky got raped by a turtle, and he was just <laughs> never the same after that. Was turtle rape? I don't know about that, man. Be a good name for a punk band. What do you think? I'm lying about it. It's just that guy. That guy should. How can you even let that fucking video get released? Because I never said it was a video. Here's the thing, Hicks. He didn't fucking ask for it. He doesn't have to carry the shame. <laughs> Blaming the victim. I know a, uh, a fucking kid who uh, got mounted by a llama 
when he was running past this uh, this guy had a llama in his backyard, and um, we used to go over there until it spit at us all the time. It used to spit <laughs> in your fucking face. I mean, really hawker. And then he was cutting through the yard, and that fucking llama dove on him and started mounting him. Did it jizz on him? Mm, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> but on his really? pants, yeah. Not oh. inside, on the pants. <laughs> <laughs> what? That llama's been really excited. Couldn't even wait to get it in. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, there there wasn't a second llama. That's the problem he had. People, there was nowhere for him to get rid of his his fucking llama tension. Uh, Ryan, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, buddies, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I saw somewhere that dolphins in India recently and some other countries are considered non-human persons, and it's illegal to have dolphin shows. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I never feel good when I go to a zoo or anything either. There's no, no it's kind of depressing. That'll happen yeah. here eventually. Yeah. Oh. I don't think we'll, I think we'll enslave dolphins for as long as we want to. I think what Fez is saying is going to be an eventual thing. It's not like ten years or twenty years, but sooner or later people are going to be like just for the same reasons. That you know, but I, I will tell you this: the funniest fucking show I ever saw was in Key West. The street performer, he had done a thing like he was like a lion tamer, <laughs> but he was using house cats, oh. <laughs> and he had like a little fire for them to jump through oh and shit. God. And I was fucking rolling the ground funny. <laughs> now I was tripping, but I still thought. It was <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in Venice, Venice Beach once, and the guy it was a freak show. There's a guy he ate a three foot long balloon, and he just swallows the entire thing. Then he he's like, "All right, I'm done." And we're like, "That's it? You're you're not gonna spit out the three foot long balloon they just put in?" So he uh, didn't. That's the whole story. What it popped in him? No, he just swallowed it. It was just a long balloon. It didn't even pop in him. I don't know what he would do if he digested it. Maybe it's made of, like, dissolving... It was a balloon. balloon. Was a I was balloon. waiting to hear he shit it out in the shape of a dog or something. <laughs> uh, that would funnier. be cool. I thought we were getting a punchline on that one. No, I was just telling a story. Wait, Fez, the man's punchline. <laughs> Hell yeah. I guess because he's so good at him. So now that made him sad. <laughs> I'm sorry you busted his balls and it's okay. <laughs> then I buzz your balls, you do the drop zone. It's like red zone. But with drops. I like that. We should have a red zone and just Fez feeling bad. Quad box. This is a quad box of sadness <laughs> happening right now. Tweet it. He's blaming his sadness on his medication now. The body medication, not brain medication, right? Yeah. It's weird. Um, Coco, uh, well, they want Coco, Mojo, and Shelby to play write a joke or be a joke, but we're not set up to do that. We got the big party for Hicks on uh, Thursday for his birthday. Nice. All of his best friends are going to be here. We got any big plans for that yet, Fez? Um, uh, just a couple of ideas. Write them down. So Some food say. ideas. No, but there's gonna be party guests, bands. There's yeah. gotta be. Maybe my dad will come in and play sax. There you go. Let's play Russian roulette live on the air. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Let's go. 
Let's I get a admit, fucking revolver. You know what? If that thing explodes into my head, yeah. just remember, I won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Because that's what I was after. <laughs> you won. <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? Oh, you know, cigarettes and alcohol. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you some, something fun. Cigarettes and alcohol. You know. Something that makes him cough. <laughs> The if things that both make me feel better and hurt me at the same time. I give you a belt. Let me read them. I have a belt. Oh. Did you, you forget? One. What about cowboy boots? Fuck, that'd be perfect sure, for you. Sure, cowboy boots, it's fine. You darn toot need like some cowboy boots. I'm going to get you a deep v-neck. Just really deep. Just really let the chest. I think it's just an open shirt thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just a well, I'm just gonna down. cut the shirt open. <laughs> open. <laughs> Why don't you just cut every T-shirt for him? Just slice that down. Remember when that scene was so fucking happening? Oh yeah. Just ripping your own T-shirt. Yeah. I don't know. I can't breathe. I'm gonna get you a sweater vest, and then next year for your birthday, I'm gonna get you sleeves for that sweater vest, and make it a sweater. No, then the next Friday he's gonna get you a sewing <sighs> kit to sew the sleeves. Oh, you're gonna make me sew it? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Hicks, start feeling depressed about your birthday. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> happening every day. The smallest ideas are coming in. All oh, the depression setting in. Yeah. It's spreading there's in this still, room. There's two days. There's still two days, so I'm not. I'm not worried yet. Do you realize that you said Judas? Oh God, oh, man, that sounds bad. You should dump out of that, Pips. Um, not sure if we're going to play that game yet. All right. Here's uh, Joel. You're on the run of Fez show. Happy <laughs> we kick. Um, one. I got a quick question for you about. Um, about drinking. I'm sober now 50 days today. Yeah. And um, a best friend of mine, uh, ended up, he killed himself. And uh, we, we were heavy drinkers together. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I kind of said to myself, let's just take a month off. And I went a month, and I said, let's do a year. And, you know, now I'm at 50 days. My question to you is, um, you know, I, I grew up with alcoholism in my family and never really saw my dad drinking growing up. And that was kind of, I think, why I drank so much harder when I went to my friend's house with my you know, their parents drank, and um, my question to you is, with your kids, I know you're proud about this stuff, but how do you portray, you know, your, your being sober to them without kind of being a square about it? Oh, there's nothing fucking square about me, right? But I, I'm, I'm honest with my kids because of the genetics part of it, you know? So Yeah, the genetics I, is for sure. I mean, I, it's, I, I, I never really believed it, but I look at my uncles and, you know, people on my dad's side, my grandfather, just... It's in you. I never really wanted to believe that, and it, it's um, every day it gets a little bit easier. But then again, you know, all my friends still drink. I all, all heavy drinkers for friends, but sure. um, yeah, it's just one day at a time. And I, I've been to meetings before. It's not really for me, but um, you know, I listen to you guys every day, and you're you're a big inspiration. And, um, and I just I, I love you. Thanks, brother. So, um, all right, have a good one. Keep it going. Yeah, God, one day Chris might say that to me. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> what if I could be a big inspiration to Chris? I think you are. Yeah. Really? Because look at him. He's <laughs> what? What's that? What? You're coughing up blood. Well, yeah. I have to go to the doctor. I have to call right. Pit Doc. Pit Doc is not. He's a back alley abortionist. <laughs>
Um, is that what he is? Yeah. This whole time. Yeah, but he's not front alley. He's not there yet. <laughs> he's the back alley. It's like the miners of the abortion Cheaper game. rent. He's got <laughs> a food truck that he rides around. There's just, stirrups in the food truck. That, that's, that's what's really dun, going dun, on dun, 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 The abortion man's here. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Come win. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have one abortion, one two-ball screwball, please. What, this two-ball screwball only has one ball? Is that the gum in the bottom? Yeah, that's no. not the gum at the bottom. Yeah, because there's nothing, like, at the end of an ice cream that you want more than a big piece of gum. <laughs> mm. It's nice cold gum. Maybe. I saw the truck the other day, six bucks a piece for grilled cheese. Like, you're fucking crazy. Oh, that's the norm on, in a truck. I don't eat this fucking truck food. They're disgusting. They overprice. Two-ball screwball. One time I ordered it, and I only had one ball, though. In my two-ball screwball. I was pissed off. I thought there was going to be a punchline. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, and there's, then... the, there's the truck coming. Yes! We had to jump out of the kiddie pool and start running, even though there's grass sticking to us. <laughs> Catch it. I remember this um, woman in my neighborhood put in a complaint that the ice cream truck was w waking up her <laughs> kid, so the ice cream truck wouldn't come down our block anymore, oh oh. and then we all kept throwing rocks at her house every day <laughs> well, we when it was it. ice cream truck day. You know what I used to hate, too, is the calmness. like. My mom would have when I bursted into the house screaming ice cream truck. I would just burst in screaming ice cream truck. She's like, okay, let me get you some. You're fucking long! You're so slow! You'll be gone! You're gonna miss it. He's not going anywhere. What are you doing? Why don't you? Why would you already have it ready? I'm gonna be the only person without ice cream! Let's see. <laughs> when I was playing a field hockey game, it was like a really intense game. It was like one of our rivals. And all of a sudden, it started pouring rain. And out of nowhere, the sound of the ice cream truck rose up. And everyone was just like, what the hell? That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. We had one in our neighborhood that would make you chase for a couple of blocks. Oh, my god! Before he finally stopped. Maybe you thought you needed it. Maybe you thought you could use it. Your mom ever try this uh, little trick at you? We have ice cream here already. Have some. I don't want it. All right, then ice cream. Sir. Sir. It's better. It's chemical. <laughs> it's pure chemical. It's, it's so soft. Sprinkles. Because your mom was trying to tell you that it's not really ice cream what you're getting. No, you're it's getting better. some kind of cold plastic in a cone. Yeah, it's better. I want it. I want it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know the kids that are going to be addicts, the way they feel about the ice cream truck. Come on! Because fucking, just a few years later, I felt the same way when there was meth in the neighborhood. <laughs> we found a way to get meth! I want to stay up all night snorting it! But it's chemically. Why don't you just have our meth here? <laughs> we have speed in the medicine cabinet. There's Christmas trees or black beauties. Not the same, Mom! <laughs> Um, uh, you know, we got to play your game in just a minute. I know that the uh, since we put up Dolphin Rape, uh, the site has just been slammed. Well, people want to see this this rape. It's a rape goes down. I know. I don't even want to mention 
they get Lindsay Lohan on there. Oh, she just did. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, the titties are out. I watched the whole goddamn movie on a computer screen like an idiot. <laughs> you've been getting, you've been lining up a lot of docs for me lately, though, huh? Yeah, there's, it's it's, it's a doc, doc season party. coming up. Yeah, it's been a heavy doc. It's the summer of docs. I didn't know that. Yeah, dolphin rape and docs. Hey, she got Friday off. <sighs> Thank you. It's gonna be fucking wild. Nice. I'm going to take Friday off, too, and it's going, to, it's going to be the Fez show. Nice. Fez an intern show. That sounds cool. Wouldn't you fucking laugh? You turn it on at home, you just hear Fez like this. Hey, everybody, Fez Watley coming at you. <laughs> oh. We got the interns in here with me today. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like, he is kicking ass. <laughs> what medication are you on that has your weird, Fez? Uh, it's a high dosage of cardizem. But say it with even more anger. What is oh, it? Oh, I didn't even realize I did that. It's Cardizem. I don't know what that is. Sketch is spacey? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Spacey? Not that spacey. He's good on Netflix. Oh, everything about him's good. Um It's uh let's go over here to Corey. Corey, you're on the run of Fed show. What up, Ronnie? I was just yeah. listening to your uh, Mr. Softy thing going on there. I remember I used to do the same thing. We used to run out of car, run out of pool. We used to go down the street. This one, the street wasn't paved. So we used to rip off my foot just for the ice cream. Sure. Kind of grew into a little bit of an addiction. Yeah, it is. It, I don't even think it's the ice cream that makes you excited. It's the thought that you don't want to miss out on something. You have that FOMO. Gets you You're missing out. I didn't. That is exactly what it is. No FOMO. FOMO. No FOMO. No FOMO. <laughs> FOMO, me got to Mr. Roboto. FOMO. 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 Does that make you feel mad when you hear people saying FOMO? Well, I know where Chris was going with it. Everyone else <laughs> seemed to actually be using it the way it was intended. No, I'm saying I don't fear of missing out. No FOMO. No, no fear FOMO. of missing out. No well, fear of missing out. I well, don't you reported him, Fess. Oh, Jesus. Fomo Omegato, Mr. Rabato. Yellow. But if there was ever a band that fucking just drove off the tracks, it was then. They actually stopped themselves during that tour. They tried to do like a rock opera with that, and then they had to stop themselves. About Mr. Roboto? Yeah. God, like they that. were dressed up in the, yeah I wish I was at that show <laughs> it would have been the greatest thing in the world to be at just fucking guys thinking we're more actors and we're going to act this out <laughs> do it you know there's somewhere in the midwest with people just yelling boo before they left at them <laughs> see those people ruined it for everyone else Yeah, could have had at least a DVD special of this thing um Here's Al. You're on the Run Fed show. Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, ice cream truck neighborhood. Uh, man by this super hot Iranian girl. The other night, uh, here, coming, and I go, ah, I think I'm going to get a nutty buddy. 
wife looks at me kind of funny. I walk out, there's four dads in line, like two children. (laughs) 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 So sad. The suburbs are the saddest place in the world. (laughs) Just seeing an Iranian girl. Just enough to just glimpse that so you can run a fucking disgusting batch to later. It's like a... They're like a outpost where not like not where news comes in, you know. Well, there's nothing much out there, but like something like a foreign hot woman comes and the whole neighborhood loses its shit. Yeah, I like the fact that you think of it as a foreign outpost. Yeah, foreign outpost. <laughs> yeah, like Antarctica or something. <laughs> All right, I want to uh, play your game, okay. Hicks, and we'll give away some prizes. Yeah, I got. Prizes. You got some good prizes. I got signed Peter Sarsgaard. I got signed Chuck Closterman. Damn. I got signed Russell Simmons. Go. I got signed George Thurgood. Yeah. Come on. What else Come you on. got signed? I got Danny Houston oh, somebody, signed. Look, you're turning 30 and you need reading glasses, dude. <laughs> yeah, my, the hearing and, and eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> he's aging at an incredible level. <laughs> <laughs> what if these next few days he just degenerates into like... It's been the last person. fucking lifetime as I'm just degenerating. Lungs until his birthday. <laughs> He's shitting and pissing himself. <laughs> Probably, you know what I'm going to get you on uh, Thursday for your birthday What's is that? a Jamaican nurse. <laughs> nice. Just to take you everywhere, push you around town. Cool, boom clot. All right, let's hear your big song that you have for this. What happened first? What happened first? What happened first? Here's the next verse. What happened first? Brad Pitsy, his wife oh, said, God. in a box, or does he beat Morgan Freeman first at the start of the movie? Figure out what happens first in the movie, though, <laughs> do you think you know? Oh, my God. That's classic <laughs> shelves singing on that track. Oh, oh my God, was that awful. What happened first is the name of this game show. What <laughs> oh happened first? Oh, my God. You can call in and win prizes. I don't care about the prizes. <laughs> Any of the Let after- me hear the shitty song again. <laughs> as loud as you can possibly play Hit it. it. What happened first? <laughs> what happened first? What happened first? Here's the next verse. What happened first? Brad Pitsy, his wife said, in a box, or does he beat Morgan Freeman first at the start of the movie? Figure out what happens first in the movie, though, do you think you know? Shelby, uh, we gotta come up with a name for you on the air, and I'm thinking hack shit talent. <laughs> you don't find that hacky no, and embarrassing? No, it is, I... What happened first? There's fucking college radio stations who are laughing and pointing at us right now. <laughs> this is a great game. It's a great song. And it's, people are going to win prizes. People will call in. Come on. Sign. All Very right. Good. Uh, Jason, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron Fez. I'd like to play What Happened First. What Happened First. Okay, I'm going to read two things that happened in a film. You tell me what happened first. If you're correct, you win the prize. Oh, look, could you tell me again, but just in song? <laughs> what happened first? <laughs> what happened first? What happened first? Here's what happened first? first. What happened the first? Does Brad Pitsy, his wife said, in a box, or does he meet Morgan Freeman first at the start of the movie? Figure out what happened first in the movie, though, do you think you know? 
That really fell apart to the end. No wonder you want to work with other people. What happened first? It's great. This is the worst. My kidneys just burst. What happened first? Everyone's healthy here. All right. Uh, we got uh, Jason. Jason, you understand how to play the game? I believe so, Rob. Uh, tell him what he's playing for, Chris. Uh, he, you're playing for a copy of Super Rich, A Guide to Having It All, signed by Russell Simmons. That's big. That's awesome. That's, it, you that's a real collectible. So take that straight to eBay. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Save it. Read it. <laughs> okay. Either way. That's great. <laughs> All right. What happens first in the... Shelby looks like someone Shelby, abused him. Come on, man. This is a fucking great game. What happened first? We're all loving it. Just what go. happened first? Go ahead. <laughs> all right. In The Godfather... What happens first? Vito assembles a meeting of the five main mafia families, or is Apollonia killed in the, in the with the car bomb? What happens first? Apollonia gets killed in the car bomb. You are correct. You win a copy of Russell Simmons. Oh, Super cool. Game's phone number, Pips. Remember us when you're at the top. Hell yeah. That's one. I'm loving what happens first. <sighs> what? What? I just thinking back to a time when I had a career. No, this is great. God, those were great days. This is great. Imagine how I feel. I never had one. Yeah, that's true. Why are you feeling down on yourself? Well, he's embarrassed. Don't be. We're having a lot of fun. It is. I can't one. wait to the next. So both of you guys came up with this together. Yeah. What happened first? No. I, I'm part of this as well. It's Shelby. Come on. I'm, I'm fucking feeling good. I'm fucking asking questions, giving out prizes. This is great. Yeah. What about your other game show you guys had? Two guys slapping their dicks against the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's less embarrassing. That Which one of our dicks is this? <laughs> you're, get, you're thinking of guest the celebrity. We're still workshopping that one. We have great names, guess too. Guess the Celebrity. Guess the Celebrity. I love that game. What happened first? Everybody loved that game. <laughs> good titles, yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'm having a good time. Not everybody did. <laughs> he just doesn't know you're talking about him. For some, I don't think Gus's Larry is going to get played again. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Alex, how you doing, buddy? Hello? Alex, you ready to play What Happened yep. First? Yep. Yeah. All now, right. by the way, the at-home... Uh, game show is up on the iBang now. Beautiful. And you can play along at home. Yeah. Is that unlike the, the studio audience we have? Yeah, yeah there's a home edition. <laughs> is that a board game or an app? That, you know, it'd be a, today, in 2013, that's an app. Mm. It's the home app edition. So, really, apps are just board games <laughs> for your phone. Pretty much. Candy Crush is just a board game. Cool. All right. Are you ready to play What Happened First? Yep. Okay. In. The, in the film Goodfellas, what happened first? What Henry, happened first? <laughs> Henry begins to smuggle in drugs from Pittsburgh? Or WINS Radio reports about the Lufthansa cargo raid? What happened first? Um, drugs in from Pittsburgh. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's got, he's got George Thurgood live. Signed. He's got George Thurgood. It's prize I'd like time. to have that. Give him nice. something else. Okay. You get uh, I wear the <laughs> no, black. No, no, no. <laughs> Can't take the prize away. Let me see it with the Thurgood album. What happens first? Oh, all the big hits are on here. That's a cool prize. And he got it for playing What Happened First. I wish I had, although I have nothing I can play a CD. It's a CD and DVD. It's a combo. It's a two for one. Yes, yeah. thank you, Kokomo Joe. You're welcome. It's all the big hits like Bad to the Bone. 
Who yeah. Do You Love, and Other Classics. Oh, I love Other Classics. Oh, I love that song, Other Classics. Is it better than What Happened First? <laughs> so this is the game that it's impossible to lose at? No, no, it's not impossible to We're lose We're only at. two in. Two, but I just gave away two prizes. We got prizes, Ronnie B. Don't you worry. And Do look. me a favor. <laughs> Stop it with the sexy hair. Push your hair back out of your eyes. Dude, no, it's some good flow. Yeah, John Stamos. I gotta ask you something. If I, could. I like the John Stamos. He is the he's the blackie of the show. Fine, I'll take it. Oh, right, you guys want to shit can this game? No, I, I got more. I got more. I got more prizes. I got more. What happened? First questions. There's a home edition on the iBang. This is fun. Ugh. Give me the first one off the eye bang. Let's see if I could guess correct. I won't say it out loud. I'll just I'll write it down for you, and you tell me okay. if I'm correct. Oh, eye bang's getting slammed right now. It's getting hammered. It's getting hammered like it's my birthday. No, <laughs> it's your birthday. It's your birthday. Thirty. Whoa. Yeah, right. We should have a talent show. All right. What would your talent be? Um, I could harmonize with Shelb. That sounds like a I would love to hear you guys sing together. Yeah. What's a song that you both know? I don't know. What uh, happened next? <laughs> Who's that? We could do a rendition of what happens first. Are you a good singer, Mo? I sing okay, yeah. And Shelby, is this something you want to do? You know, uh, I'm not really a talented singer. I was, that was the first time I had sang in, if they... I think years. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, the, the first time I sang, the Challenger exploded. And that was five years before I was born. That's how bad it was. It transcended time and space. <laughs> oh, you had a young man acting on the rear. Uh, all right, what's the first one up there? All right, on the home edition of What Happened First. And the Godfather. Is this just Godfather questions? No, no, I, I give you different ones. It's just, it's, I got different. I got different. I got so Boy. many. All right, okay, here. How about this? In Caddyshack, what happened first? The bishop is struck by lightning, or Ty Webb gives Danny advice on putting? I don't want to say it for the people at home. <laughs> I also don't want to say it. The people at home. Yeah, let the people at home play that. Okay, yeah, you, you got it. at home. You give it a shot. You try to find out what happened first. Uh, Jamie and I, well, you're time to play what happened first. You want to hear the. It's up to you. Do you want to hear the song or not? Oh, God, please. Okay, no song. Oh, come on, dude, you're no fun. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> come on, yo, you're part of this. You sang it. Be no, proud I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah, What happened first? <laughs> What happened first? Here's the next verse. What happened first? This is Brad Pixie, his wife said, in a box, or does he meet Morgan Freeman first at the start of the movie? Figure out what happens first in the movie, though, do you think you know? I left my fucking tits off in here. What did you say, Shelb? Something mean, I'm sure. What did you what say? say I think I said she's laughing her tits off. What? I thought this was an XL channel. 
was an XL channel. Why are you running such a pussy fucking game show? This is what pussy. happened in the movie. But the delivery happen? isn't good, but the lyrics are there. Those are <laughs> Grammy idiots. winning. This is lyrics. fucking rock hard. This is what happened first. What happened in the, the movie? movie? Do you no, think you know? First in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking I spot on. I can picture him going like, look at him glaring at you. He has death in his eyes. <laughs> Shelby, this is fucking killing, dude. Calm down. Everybody's loving it. No, you're, you've embarrassed yourself. All right, go ahead, Jamie. To, All right. I was ready to hey. adopt this Shelby kid. Stop and it. Now this what happened first? Shawshank Redemption. Brooks hangs himself after being freed, or Andy plays music over the PA system. What happens first? He hangs himself. God, that's, that's a winner. Everybody <laughs> wins. Everybody wins. It was the world's easiest game. The world's stupidest game. I Who wants to play this game? The game, what happens first? You get Chuck Klosterman signed. Jesus, nice. these are good what, These are good prizes. You're just throwing them out the fucking window. We got good prizes. It's Chuck Klosterman. 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 That's another one. Do you need a brush? Hairbrush? <laughs> I need a hat. I can't find my hat. It makes oh, things easier. Birthday present! Giant hat. Huge, huge hat for giant head. Or like a headband. I used to rock a bandana. Why don't you just wrap, uh, wrap Shelby around your head and walk around your head? <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the movie? Please uh, tell me what's <laughs> it. <laughs> do you think you know? Chris asked me to sing this. I didn't want to sing this. Please, Chris, don't make me sing this. Sing it! You gotta do it! The show's about to fucking start! The name of this song could be He's Got a Gun to His Head. I think this is going great. It's terrible. <coughs> and you just gave out three fucking prizes. Hey, everybody's a winner, right? Everyone wants. Everybody. That's not the way to play a game where everyone's a winner. <laughs> well, I, th I think this next one's going to stump some the stump next caller, whoever they may be. There's got to be some odds catching up with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's Anthony in California. Hey. Hey. Uh, I'm ready. All right. In The Shining, what happened first? Halloran communicates telepathically with Danny, or. Wendy and Danny explore the outdoor maze for the first time. What happens first? The communication. That is correct. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man, this is... All right, here. that's there. We're... Jesus Christ. I, I got a new idea for a game. Yeah. Anyone who calls wins. <laughs> no, that, no. No, they have to actually know what happened in the film. They need to know what happened first. They just call right now. They these people know what happened first. What happened first? The lion roared or the end credits? What happened in this movie? What happened in this movie? Or do you think you know? Let's play the game. Let's play the song. What happened first? What happened first? What happened first? Here's the next verse. What happened first? Brad Pixie, his wife said, in a box, or does he meet Morgan Freeman first at the start of the movie? Figure out what happens first in the movie, so do you think you know? You know what we ought to fucking uh, play? 
is just Mayim Fez career. Bad things at the beginning or bad things at the end? What happened first? Because there's no growth. There's no growth whatsoever. I think this is a fun game. I'm on the fence. <laughs> you know, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> He's right. He's right. He can't commit yet. First of all, the game, everybody can win, which makes it a bad game. I might have to go back to the drawing board on questions. Should do like a more obscure movie. Like in Sharknado, does the tornado come, or do the sharks get caught? Are you one of those guys caught up in Sharknado now? No, I haven't seen it yet. But I'm just waiting for Sharknado two to come out. I like it. I say ironically. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can trust that quote. Now that you pull your hair back like that, you look like Eddie Munster. Good. It's a good look. Alright, one more. I got one more. Then we got a break. Alright. And then we burn tape. <laughs> well, it's digital. There's no tape. We just could erase it. Yeah, we're going to delete it like this was Nixon's fucking career. Alright, one last question. I think I think this one's going to stump him. Andy in Atlanta, I guess you're the winner. No, he's not. Not yet. He has, he has the question first. Hey, guys. I, I'd like to play anybody who calls wins, please. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's called what happened first. All right. Four in a row have won. Congratulations. You got Clash of the Titans. Joe, you're not fucking helping. All right. All right. Andy, what happened first in Caddyshack? Say it at more, more anger. Like it's the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> what happened first in Caddyshack? <laughs> Judge Smale's boat uh, boat christening is crashed, or a duty is found in the club pool. What happened Ooh. first? The duty. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought, five I thought you, callers, <laughs> five wins. Oh. You win a clash of the titans. <laughs> release yeah. the Kraken. Yeah, release the Kraken. Yeah. yeah, it's a good film. Signed by Danny Houston. Uh, Danny Houston's TV show was canceled yesterday. Oh. Magic City, my favorite show. Gone. No way. I just want to say fuck you, stars. <laughs> Go to hell. No, this is helpful to me because I'm thinking about getting rid of TV. Cut the cord. Do it. There's a whole community. We're called cord cutters. It's the cord cutter community. And I don't want to join a community. I just want to <laughs> choose my own, my, guys, my own choices. You guys really cut to the cord. <laughs> Well, cut the cord. <laughs> you know, well, we have to band together, you know, against the evil cable companies and content providers. Well, I think my cable bill is seven hundred eighty-nine dollars a Cut it, get out! <laughs> Just fucking no, no more. Hulu. <laughs> I know, but I don't, I don't like ads. I don't want to watch ads for an hour. Plus, a lot of times, like when I'm sleeping, I just do paper movies. <laughs> I'll just pick up a couple of them, and then I'll get some sleep. Because I think that I'll get them subconsciously. It's like the Matrix. I read that book last night between the time I got off and the other night. I ended up loving it, though. Rob Sheffield's the man. Is he? Yeah, he's the man. Because yeah. you didn't say a goddamn word to him. <laughs> I don't want to you know, bother him. I could give me a what up, my dolphin big ups. You're still into that? Yeah, I'll, I'll always be in that. <laughs> <laughs> How 
How do you feel about going over five against the listeners? <laughs> I f- that I feel I feel a little fucked up over. Here's what I love. Yeah. You two idiots have been working on this for three weeks. Yeah. That shitty song yeah. and a game that everybody wins. Yeah. That the I, I'm not gonna fucking share the song, but the, everyone winning the prizes, that that bothers yeah. me. I put, That's bothers we me. We put hours, nay days <laughs> this game. And there was all stuff like uh Shelby, remember we got a what happens first meeting later after these guys are out of here. Shelby, I need you to hold back for the what happens to the first brainstorm. We're tweaking this fucking intro. What happens first luncheon is this Wednesday. You, you, you ready for that? Well, I know what's happening next. We're shit-canning that show. Uh, well, I can, we can retool. We can retool, rework. I'm excited about the thought of what happens first 2.0. Yeah, what happens first? Two point new theme song. One of the things I think could help is you guys start acting out scenes. Okay, that could work. You guys could do it right now. Do something from seven. Okay. Do the box scene from yeah. seven. What's in the fucking box? You're Morgan Freeman. Why? <laughs> this is good. I don't know what he's. You don't, don't want to look, look in, the, look in box. the box. California. <laughs> don't open that box, California. That's what he's saying. Remember? Do you ever seen Seven? You know what? You don't turn on your improv partner like that. The whole thing of improv is to make the other guy look good. That's not the point of the article. You're oh, fucking up. Why are you fucking this up for me? This is what he said. What the f- yes, Sam, you <laughs> asshole. Come on. This here. Pips, Pips, you're sitting over there with none of this shit uh, attached to you right now. Must feel good. Everyone else is covered in the shit of this bad bit. It's not bad. I bet the home edition's really fun. There's a great theme song. There's a 2.0 coming. It's a, it's a good drinking game, too. Every time you win, you take a drink. <laughs> Fuck you. You'll get really drunk. You're a real dick, you know that? I'd rather be connected to like Benghazi than this game right now. Wow! Fine, fine. Who needs you? Who needs you? Strong statement. Burn the studio down. <laughs> Have some pride in life, Shelby. Jesus Christ! What the heck? We do need to call cleaner to get in here and fucking straighten this place out. <laughs> Shoot any witnesses. <laughs> Start cutting off heads and hands. That's fine. I didn't think it was going to happen. You know, the, the weird thing is, this is the last game show of your 20s. Oh my God, you're right. Wow. <sighs> what happened first? What happened first? What happened first happened first. It's a career ender. Don't worry, 30s are going to be totally different. Absolute massacre. That was bloodbath. At least we're allowed to smoke in here now. What, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> wow, Rob's really cool. Yeah, Rob's super cool. He said, "Just make sure we ditch it if any teachers show up." <laughs> Did you use the smoke in the boys' bathroom when you were in school? Oh, uh, we smoked on the roof. It was like an eight-story giant building. Were you allowed to smoke on the roof? Or? No, 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 no. Or in the basement too. I guess we could smoke if we can get away with it. At Brooklyn Technical High School in wonderful Fort Greene, Brooklyn. All right, Jermaine Lassier just uh, posted. The PR firm behind the Jobs, uh, the film trailer, called me to apologize. The studio is redoing the trailer. A very nice gesture. He should fucking slam them. 
They should just write the truth in their trailers. <laughs> and just highlight the one word. They already give away the entire fucking movies and trailers. Fuck it. Oh, we don't even know. Steve Jobs dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry to ruin it for everyone. But you ain't going to be saying Jobs at the end of that movie. It doesn't end well. Well, I guess, you know, big no billions, life does. billions of dollars. My of course, Lincoln didn't end well, and everyone loved that one. <laughs> My whole thing was in Shakespeare and Love, I was like, is he going to find love at the end? He does. It's in the title. <laughs> yeah. All through Titanic, I would yell, watch out for the iceberg. <laughs> Please don't hit it. I was like, wait, are they going to crucify that guy? <laughs> Passion? Oh, jeez. What the f- come on. Passion of the Crap, you got? Yeah. Yeah, but did you see Passion 2 of the Resurrection? <laughs> so good. So good? Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Major plot twist. Yeah. Just when he thought he was out, they keep pulling him back in. Passion 2, the Resurrection. What happened first? <laughs> what happened first? Because well, we had to do What Happened First, the Bible edition. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not very good at my Bible, but I'll, I'll look into it. I'll study up. Good. Then we can do what happened first, the Constitution. Okay. Like, what happened first, the Third Amendment or the Seventh Amendment? <laughs> what happened you first, win. slaves or no slaves? <laughs> it's a trick question, because there still are slaves in other countries. It's fucking down around, oh, Joe. Know, you shit all over this great game, then you fucking bring up slave. Uh, it's up because this game just brought them all down. You're not happy with the game, Shelby? It's pictured in my mind just going gangbusters, and yeah. it did for the wrong people. <laughs> they all won. I guarantee you, the callers love this game. Plus, you can go over and play on the iBang right now. Yeah, hell yeah. I guess that's easy to win too. Uh, Gotta rework the questions. 2.0. Toughen it up a little bit. Mm. People like simple games. Maybe because the last game, seven de seven words, fucking was took like a week for people to win. <laughs> I maybe just got, got a little soft. Maybe I was worried. Maybe you know. Maybe that was my anxiety. Like I don't. I certainly don't want there to be no winner. You know, right. yeah. someone's got to win. So maybe in that you're I, just uh, just opening up today. This is great. <laughs> it's like unmasked because <laughs> people gotta win prizes. It can't be too easy. <laughs> dolphin love to win prizes. <laughs> dolphin, my dolphin. Dolphin, please. <laughs> we can start calling five dollar bills dolphins too, if you want to. All right, let me a dolphin. I got you. <laughs> Let's play What Happened First one more time before we shake in it. What happened first? What happened first? What happened first? Here's the next verse. What happened first? Does Brad Pitsy, his wife said, in a box or does he meet Morgan Freeman first at the start of the movie? Figure out what happens first in the movie. <laughs> so do you think you know? He's just glared at you. He's just. <laughs> why do you take everything out on Molly? Why are you so mad, Shelby? Yeah, Come on. Yeah, why? You got you. Well, he's got this competition coming up between him and Bob against these two. You yeah. think that one will even be close? How long will we give yeah. him? A piece. We give him fifteen minutes each. Yeah, we're gonna kill it. 
yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about yes um, yourselves. Yeah, myself. Smash talking. Talk about the weekends. The weather. The weather. Talk about what Pop I'm culture. wearing. That the chain. Fun. Molly, what are you up to? <laughs> Nothing much, Joe. How about you? Uh, I'm not up to anything. Right That's now. good. That's Shelby good is stuff. shitting his fucking pants. I'm All right, it's time, <laughs> it's time for them to play. What happens first? <laughs> Imagine if they came up with a game show this bad, how we'd be attacking. All right, Hicks, I got one for you. All right. What happens first? Yeah. One or two? <laughs> one? Yeah. No, I was counting down. Oh. It was, oh. I was doing a spaceship launching. <laughs> Sorry. Gonna, Sorry. Sucks. We're going to start a radio war with Ba and Shelby also. Are you guys going to do all sports? I hope not. <laughs> Why not? You got uh, a guy who really knows the sports shit. Maybe I'll try to get him on something new. Away from the sports stuff. Who's going to produce these? You, Chris? I'll produce their, show, their, their mini shows. So let's do this. We'll play them next Friday. Okay. And then a vote after. And they have to record next week. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. What do you mean by that? <laughs> let's do this. Let's do smooth. <laughs> Like the J.B. Smooth the, title? Com the comedy special. Let's do it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's just typing away over there. I wonder what it is. Type, type, type. Type, type, type. Type your keyboard. <laughs> type your keyboard. You won't answer, though. Don't report me, Fez. I'm a good person. <laughs> I don't. Don't report me. I'm a really good person. I am. I care about everyone. Let me see your report before you... Before you oh, wait, is that a report? Yeah. Chris Stanley... Oh, come on! <laughs> what? What do I do? Either walked into a skunk or has been smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> oh, what? That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, accurate. It is. It's fucking... Well, the studio next to us stinks constantly. Oh, boy, you turned into a rat quick, too, didn't you? I didn't say which direction, did I? Could be over there, production studio. Fez, what time's your report today? Oh, God. you know, I'm not doing a report today. I haven't done a report. Mm. Who's going to judge the competition between the listeners? Okay, we'll put up a thing on the iBank. Who are you picking to win this thing? I mean, Shelby or Ba or Kokomo and Molly? What happened first? What happened first? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do think Ba. And Shelby, since they have so much in common, they have the easy chemistry inside. But Kokomo and Molly have sexual tension. <laughs> that's and true. that's always good to show business. Yeah. Like the will they or won't they. True. The Ross and Rachel. Yeah. The Tony Danza and that other girl from Cheers. Yeah, I'm on fire today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bring, bring, this bring this to the fucking yeah. demo. We're going to bring this. Save it for the demo. Look out, Shelby and Ba. All right, this is this is said. This came interesting. You've got the strong with the weak, and then the two middles together, someone wrote to me. Hmm. I wonder who's the strong and the weak and the two middles. <laughs> Who thinks of themselves as the strong? I'll be strong. Yeah. I'm pretty strong yeah. also. I'll be really strong. All right, so we got two strongs together. <laughs> Shelby, I would have had you at the first as the strong, but then I heard what happens first. Yeah. 
definitely knock me off that podium. The <laughs> guy, <laughs> you know, standing I, on top with a <laughs> black power fist, I'll die and just slip, crack my head open at the bottom. <laughs> Don't make it out to be so bad, Shelby. Come on, keep it together. Hey, um, Gary, you're on the Run of Fed show. Dick Holder, twelve twenty-nine. Oh. I don't even know if we even still have... Oh, there it is. Hey. Hey, uh, Ron, it's been a while. Can you do me a favor and uh, throw a cowbell at the gay guy? Um, I don't even have a cowbell in here anymore. I don't want to end up on a report. Reports suck. I'll tell you, this six should be unwatched. I don't this guy. I don't do nothing wrong. I keep my nose clean. Um, here's Ed, Strong Island. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, guys. Hey. Listen, I, I think I have the answer to how to make this game a little bit better. Great. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, all right. Well, right now it's a 50-50 shot, right? You, you even have to know the movie. Take a guess on which one it is. Add another scene. Right away, the game just became better. Huh, you're really breaking this down for us. All right, so go back to Caddyshack. All right, so you had the guy, um, and they electrocuted, and then you had, um, I forget the other scene. Well, but, let's do what's happened first, second, and third. What happened first, second, and third? Go <laughs> 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 well, timeline. Even though what happened first, I like the name of just what happened first because it can be anything. It could apply it to anything. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Hicks. Everybody makes a fucking mistake. You just happen to make a really big one. <laughs> you were sailing along, too. He doesn't have, like, birthday safety because it's birthday week. But the thing is, he was the boy genius, and this is his Bruce Goose, the big plane that just wouldn't fly. I, we're going to get this thing on the air. We bring it back. You had it on the air. That was the problem. It was great when it was off the air. Going to retool, reconfigure, work it back out. Fez, did you get the times down for your report? Um, I am not doing a report. I don't do reports around here. Mm-hmm. I have no reports to turn in. I never have. Right. Mind if I check you for a mic? I have a mic right in front of me. <laughs> How come you never use it? I get nervous. About what? Everything and anything. Mm. Put that in the report. I'm not doing a report. <laughs> I have no report to file down the hallway. What's the report? Can I retort to Fez's report? Fez's report. <laughs> Can I retort? <laughs> See, it applies to everything. You didn't write that song. <laughs> it, this was a, col a collabo. It was a collaboration. She's like a bust in your ass. <laughs> Fez, put in your report. Uh, subject seems to be cough is getting worse. May need antibiotics. I'm gonna be an inhaler. Uh, Andrew, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ronnie, two things. The game sucked, and I, I haven't heard that much crowbarring in a song since Billy Staples left the show. <laughs> you really didn't try to make it all work. You were just jamming it in there. Yeah. <laughs> How come you didn't sing on it, Hicks? Didn't I, want to embarrass yourself? I felt shell. You make the fucking kid take the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I felt shell. This was Shelby's time to shine. What'd you say to Shelby? It's not your night, kid. I need you to lay down out there. Hicks' his birthday week. I wanted to jump on that grenade. <laughs> not bring him into this. Look, kid, I need you to count the lights tonight. You're not going to be champion. <laughs> put that in your port, Fez. This game may be rigged. And put down the... I said rigged. Don't say anything worse. Oh, God, God. If I was doing a report, I would spell it correctly, but I'm not. Mm. Ryan, you're on the run of first show. Hey, Ryan. Hi, you're on the Hello? run of first show. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Hey, it's Mike. How you doing, man? Good, man. Yeah, it's been a bazillion years. I always try to go on. I remember you guys on uh, Long Island and stuff down in Fez's uh, area in Florida on the other coast. Okay. And I want to say I love you guys. And damn, Faz, you got to talk, brother. What's up? Well, first of all, I'm not from Long Island. So. He no, heard, but when, I know you're from Florida. I'm down in your area. No, he's down in Florida. He heard you in Long Island. He heard when you were on WNEW. Oh, okay. I didn't understand. Yeah. That. And I, you guys, are, well, I'm going to smoke up your ass, but you guys are great, man. I love nice. it. And, uh, been forever since I've been able to get on and been listening to you guys for years and all that kind of shit, but um, man says, man, we all knew you're gay, so, I mean, what's the big deal? It's been very hard for Fez to talk and take notes at the same time. It's uh, right over there. Chris Stanley. What, what, what? Huh? Why don't we come back with uh, Lifeboat? Uh, sounds great. Does that make you upset because you brought up your name? No, I'm fine. What is a fuzz? No, I'm just... Been really, really weird. I'm thinking it's the medication. Is it Molly? No, yeah, it's not Molly. I think it's no, Molly. No, I meant the medication. Is it Molly? <laughs> Are you rolling right now? <laughs> feel rolling, so. rolling, rolling. <laughs> Fez Watley is rolling. Put it in his colon. <laughs> report. It's the colon report. Oh. Are his, are his eyes dilated? Hi, it's 3.05 and I'm prepared to do the colon report. <laughs> Nasty. Is it about his own colon or other people's? I was offended when he said laughing or tits off. That bothered me. Yeah. I thought that, that was on their report. misogynistic. That's, oh, that's report worthy. That's in the report. Underlined and italicized. He said she was laughing her tits off. <laughs> her, and then Shelby said she was laughing her tees off. Tees, uh, like asterisk, asterisk. Bold. <laughs> it's 3.05. Time for the colon report. The rolling report. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, Molly. <laughs> you got that in? Yeah. Good. 
So you think you might be on the wrong meds? Yeah, or too much medicine or something like that. Too much of this particular medicine. Um, what you need is a joke, Fess. I'll give you one. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's all on my report. <laughs> it's all on my report, who? It's already done, dude. All right. What's all on my report was the joke. You guys will see all this and much more when we and Joe do our show together. Call it the colon report at 305. We should call it the colon report. All right. I was thinking this. Maybe instead of using Joe, mm-hmm. use your own sister. Melissa. Interesting choice. She'd be good, too. Or the show could be like an audition to see who's the best. No, you two should do a show together. Uh, by the way, your boyfriend's, uh, your sister's boyfriend, they, it was a big report. And I read this in the Colon Report. <laughs> it came out that there's something wrong with people who work third shift. They're more likely to be psychopaths. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. wow. They have, like, they're supposed to have a lot of like, terrible fucking personality disorders. Did you ever work third shift before? Yeah. I worked like a couple of weeks at a UPS thing. How there. was it? It's terrible. Were you loading trucks? Yeah. Like so- sorting packages and shit. You right. Know. Sorting packages. Gotcha. Yeah, literally sorting <laughs> packages. It was at a UPS gotcha. facility. Gotcha. In case someone's listening in. Gotcha completely. And you guys ever work third shift? No, not yet. Yet? Not yet. Like that's your <laughs> coming. I'm aiming for Someday. I'm working towards Someday. it. I'm aiming to never see Good daylight. Good morning, everybody. It's midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the people that work that shift are lunatics, though. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. I always like working overnights because uh, you can steal, you can drink, you can no invite bosses. your friends over. It's a party. Yeah. Yeah, any boss who's there that time of night is already thinking like you. Like, let's find out what we can steal from this place. I, I asked for this shift. <laughs> no, because I hate my wife. And I'd rather sit in here all night. I get to see her less. Anytime that you get a job that has a third shift, you're always like, uh, where does everybody sleep at? Because you always take turns sleeping. Hell yeah. All right, we'll break. Let's come back and play Lifeboat. Shelby, you want to stay in with us? Yeah. Do you sing in the new Lifeboat song? <laughs> no, I think we're going to go with the old, reliable <laughs> one. <laughs> lifeboat. We're playing Lifeboat. We'll be right back with Lifeboat and more. It's the Run Fest Show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's OP and Anthony channel. More in moments.
Hey, it's the Ron Fez Show. Uh, I don't know, One in one channel we're playing uh, Duran Duran, the other is playing Dylan. Smash Up Tuesday. This is the kind of, this makes you feel like end times. If you play Dylan backwards, this is what it sounds like. I wish Whoa. that were true. That'd be fucking nuts. <laughs> I think if you play Dylan backwards, you'll just hear God go, all right, you found me. <laughs> now it's your turn to hide. <laughs> uh, you guys are coughing your asses off. In a little while, I'm going to bring my doctor in to the place. Oh, thank God. Now, someone wrote this in one, which I find to be interesting, because I've never once considered this. They said, it's so weird during the interviews, is the only time anyone ever calls me Ron on my own show. According to this listener, Hicks will call me uh, Boss, yeah, that's true. and Fez never says my name <laughs> at all. <laughs> I'll throw Ronnie B every so often, but it's boss. To me, the Ronnie B sounds like something a girl should say. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I call you boss more than anything else. And you know what normally uh, Molly calls me? What's that? Work dad. She says, work dad. <laughs> Is it okay if I go out tonight? Work dad. <laughs> Isn't that weird, though, that no one calls me Ron? I think that's weird, Ron. See? That sounds really strange. All right. Now, when I did the Ron and Ron show, we only called each other by their last names because we weren't going to say, you know, use my own name when I'm talking to someone. Stop it, Ron. Ron. You're being crazy. <laughs> but uh, Hicks is the only one who refers to me at all. Isn't it weird that Fez doesn't even say my name? I, I mean, thought I, I called you Ronnie. No. You never really uh, talk back to me. Normally, if I talk to you, it's when you go underneath. That's the, that's the sad part for him. When I look over to see if you're going to do a second line. Put that in the report. I am not filling out a report today. Just today. once a week? No, never. The way you said today. Yeah, that means... No day. <laughs> we know. I'm reading it on the internet. I know that's true because it's on the internet. It doesn't lie. Or lies a lot. Um, this said, Fez used to call you Ronnie back in the old days. These days he doesn't say your name at all. It's interesting. And then guests come in here. Well, Ron. I know your name and it's Ron, Ron. Mm. Uh, let's play Lifeboat Hicks. All right. Attention. Abandoned ship. It's time for lifeboat. We rolling this. Let's go. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me because I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Take a look at me. Straight floating on a boat on the deep sea. Busted by night wind whipping at my coat. You can't stop me, motherfucker. I'm on a boat, bitch We drinking Santana champ Cause it's so crisp I got my swim trucks And my flipping flopping I'm flipping burgers You at King go straight Flipping cabbage I'm riding on a dolphin Doing flips and shit It's dolphin splash 
watching, getting everybody away. Alright, here it is. Time to play Lifeboat with Work Dad. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. This is the first time, I believe, that we've ever played with dead people. So we've got four dead people. Hicks, you're having trouble getting it up on the iBang? Yeah, I'm Yeah, we're really lagging behind here. <laughs> But I'll I'll give you the stuff. This is four lead singers of the 1990s who died and left their band to have to uh, somewhat break up. Okay. Um. All right, here we go. You got uh, Shannon Hoon, Blind Melon, okay. one of your favorite bands. Love them. Okay. Love them. Uh, Brad Knoll, Sublime. Oh, Bradley. Uh, Andrew Wood, Mother Love Bone, and Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Nirvana. This is one tough. of them has got to go. Dead again. Oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't think this one personally is going to be close. All right. You got to save. First and foremost, you gotta save Bradley. Bradley, no. He's your favorite out of the four? Yeah, and because it was an accidental overdose. All overdoses are. That, uh, and you know, because it was just so sad because the, the cell tower came out and it just blew up huge. It was fucking crazy. Bradley's safe, safe first. That one's for Lou Dog. <laughs> <laughs> So I believe he his past like as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many guys that bring up their dog in the middle of their songs. Constantly. <laughs> He's in the videos and shit, too. Yeah. He was a really good dog. Yeah. You gotta love that dog. Uh, next safe, Mr. Kurt Cobain. Mm. Voice of a generation. Sadly blew his face off. Accident. <sighs> was it an accident? Yeah. I think he just was sad. He was trying to scratch his nose. The shotgun, the barrel of a shotgun. <laughs> it happens, Chris. So I don't sit in judgment. You're slowly killing yourself and I don't stop you. Yeah. You're a lunger right now with those lungs. <laughs> all right, so. I'm checking on all the health of yours that's out. Uh, Fez, give me the report on him, please, would you please? <laughs> report on him? It should be a dossier at this point. Fuck. All right, so Bradley safe, Nirvana safe, Kurt Cobain. Uh, down to Mother Love Bones, Andrew Wood. How did he die, by the way? Heroin overdose. Mm. And Mr. Shan Hoon of Blind Melon. How did he die? A heroin overdose. Okay, so I'm starting to. <laughs> <laughs> starting to here. I believe, yeah, pre, yeah, he was, he was a heroin overdose. Yeah, Every, everyone loved heroin. Uh. Cause I have, I have just, I just more, I have more love for this band. Shan Moon, you're Shan Hoon, you're safe. Moon. <laughs> Shan Hoon, you're safe. Sorry, Mr. Wood, you're dead two times. Wow. Yeah, dead. Done. Mike in Florida, lifeboat. Who you got? Hey guys, Fly yeah. Melon guy. One song, nothing. Oh, that album was good, man. 
Fuck it, everyone knows if that one song. He had one song on MTV. <laughs> That's yeah, what he's uh, talking about. Was MTV that place used to play uh, music television? That, those guys? Yeah, thanks for doing that joke. <laughs> All right, thanks, dude. Uh, <laughs> All right, now, get rid of the blind melon guy. Come on, Kurt Cobain. Freaking right. come on. Freaking come on. Uh, Corey in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Even though I was a huge Nirvana fan in high school, the biggest, and I couldn't name a single Mother Love Bone song, I still got to say Kirk Cobain, because could you imagine being on a boat with that guy? He's so fucking depressing. It would, you'd kill yourself. I honestly think like, I could cheer him up, I think, <laughs> if I had a little time with him. He seemed fun in some videos. I mean, I think he got down sometimes, but also he was a fun guy. So get off his fucking back. Guys, you're going through a depressing time? Yeah. How do you fight it, humor? Um, I don't know. I guess I just, uh, I don't fight it very well. Okay. Uh, JR, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. For me, this is a clear choice that Kurt Cobain has got to go off the lifeboat and die twice because he had accomplished so much more than those others, in my, in my estimation, that everybody else had more to go before they got to that status. So he can, he can go out, a la Jim Morrison, a la other folks that have, that have accomplished that level of success and, and feel good about it. I will only say this. Anyone who sa says Allah. Sounds effeminate. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's fucking college professor talk. <laughs> a la Jim Morrison. Yeah. A la... You can also say also, or like. <laughs> Jim, Jim Morrison begat Run DMC. <laughs> who bequeathed. I, oh. <laughs> um, dog. What do you got, dude? Uh, me, um... Yeah, you. I have... Now suddenly the fucking spotlight's uh, <laughs> on you. Alright, well, I would have Kurt Cobain safe as number one, because he, uh... Was my in Nirvana. Opinion, he was in Nirvana, but he was also, like, the <laughs> last... fucking song. He was also, like, the great last American rock star. Really? Yeah. Like, there, there really hasn't been someone to hit that level and burn so hard since. Maybe Jack White could have done it if he died a few years ago. <laughs> so you need your uh, rock stars to die? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the old Neil Young lyric, which Cobain cited in his suicide note. But I bet that made Neil Young feel like shit. Yeah. God, she never look, wrote that. Neil has it. He's rusting like a motherfucker. <laughs> Neil's <laughs> rusting. His kids are rusting. He should have died, too, when he was young. Nearly young. You <laughs> so. like when people die young. Kind of. <laughs> okay, anyways. Uh, then after I that... I wish Robin Williams uh, died during Mark and Mindy. <laughs> God, he would have killed it. Everyone would be talking about it. Uh, Brad, safe. Because, yes, well, obvious reasons. Just cool Blue white dog. dude from Long Beach. Yeah. Uh, and then Shanahoon, safe. Only because I don't know Mother, Mother Love Bone's work. <laughs> that's so sorry. You're you're at the boat. I, I think I, I can't talk to you. I honestly think that's right. this is gonna be a problem for him. <laughs> I really think uh, Coke is on to something there. Yes. Yeah, so now the, we're gonna go to Molly. But before I had yeah. to head to work right now. Yeah. Uh, can I just plug something really yeah, quick? Yeah, please do. Uh, I'm doing comedy at Gotham a week from Friday, 7 p.m. People should come. It's in New York. Yeah, I want to be there because I love comedy when it's still light out. 
That, hey, come by. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be really funny. Do Leave the windows open. Okay. Right. So the sun's in my eyes. Good. Okay. All right. All right well, congratulations to that. Cool. We're going to keep your radio girlfriend with us Sweet. until the end of the show. All right. You Woo. guys can do it. Have a good show today. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right. See my dolphins. All right. Take it easy, dolphin. Bye, dolphin. Keep on swimming. <laughs> my dolphin. I feel like we're over that dolphin thing. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. I'll let you know who you got in this contest. Um, Might as well call him Driftwood because he's going in the drink. <laughs> Shit, that's mean. <laughs> Shelby, your call. Well, Kirk Cumbain, he's obviously Cumbain. <laughs> what? Kurt Cumbain. <laughs> Cobain. <laughs> no cum. <laughs> Lots of... Oh, no giant stains there. All right. So uh, <laughs> he's obviously safe. Sub Brad Knoll, he's safe. He, the band Sublime, led by him, just came out thing from like a whole different place. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm still so laughing over Cumbain. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> they were coming at things from like a whole oh. different direction. So he's obviously safe. Andrew Wood, um, Mother Love Bone. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's, what about Mother Love Bone? I think if they had kept going, they would be seen as like one of the best bands of the 90s and on par with a band like Pearl Jam and possibly even Nirvana. Shannon Hoon, although you may disagree, I still think that band was like a one-hit wonder with... I do disagree. No, rain. no, you listen to the rest of the album. It's just good stuff. So Shannon Hoon, you're out. But Shannon was a cocaine overdose. Not a heroin overdose. That's impossible. No one can die from co- too much cocaine. Die from partying Tried. too much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you who I saw walking home yesterday on my block. Oh, Bobby Slayton. <laughs> I talked to Anthony, and he's got no problems putting me on. So it's the fucked up listeners. It's not you guys. It's not O&A. Okay. Where do you live? Exactly what house? Because I'm right near you when I stay here. Oh, he, stay, that's, he stays around? Yeah. <laughs> Out of the entire city of New York. Weird. Me and him are like 100 yards apart. That's very strange. So uh, he told me to drop in any time, you know. <laughs> Whatever. And then he literally does this. I was fast with the fucking lunacy. Because <laughs> it was just starting the day I was there. Is it still going on? Did he talk about the last time he was in? Was, yeah. But it was just starting? He always draws attention to it. All right. What, are you fucked up with something? Something's not working right? Yeah. Do what I do. You get up in the morning, you fucking roll yourself in fatty. <laughs> <laughs> At night, I sit, I have a little bit of scotch, I watch TV. I feel fucking fantastic. You know, I go out for a nice dinner with my wife and my daughter. Hey, you fucking spark one up. Um, Nathan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Mother Lovebone guys, I think he's got to go. Only because uh, all the other guys, they were so uh, so huge and such a big part of their bands that the bands couldn't carry on. Uh, but Mother Lovebone guy, they just grabbed Eddie Vedder and became Pearl Jam and kicked some butt. And they're much better than Mother Lovebone. I don't know. Yeah, but they never got around to being that. Fucking point, Mark. You're on the Running Fed show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Hoon. Uh, he died um, in a, from a cocaine overdose in New Orleans. 
an hour before yeah, a show. Chris didn't know that. No, I just yeah. said it. Yeah, you said heroin he went, first. Though. He went, he went, out, he went out an hour before a show, and then he went on, you know, look, he smoked some crack, went back on the tour bus, and fell asleep in his bunk and died. All right, Chris, well, what came first, Bradley Knoll, Shannon Hoon? Shannon Hoon. Bradley was first. Bradley died first before... Bradley was pre-Woodstock, and Shannon Hoon played uh, Woodstock, right? Well, let's see. Shannon was October 95. Bradley was 96. May 96. Wow. How come the Sublime didn't get Woodstock? I thought they were around longer. They might have. Right, good call. They might Everybody wins this game, by the way. You can't, you can't lose. It goes to prove. No one can lose. I mean, I'm a serious fuck up, but I just won. I think because uh, the, the self title album hadn't dropped yet. I think maybe that's because it was just oh, like yeah, uh, right. 40 ounces right. of freedom. Put that in your report, Ron, uh, Fez. Ron fucked up. I know you don't put my name down. Just put some guy <laughs> fucked up. Uh, what's going on right now in terms of who's the audience, Jeremy? Uh, Mr. Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone is. Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be close. 53% of the vote. And who's the safest? Kurt, 6.3%. Uh, it's up on the iBang. You want to keep playing along. Now, uh, coming up is my own personal physician who's going to come in here and deal with you guys. He deals with really tricky cases of illness. Oh. His name? Yeah. House, yeah. as I've told you many times over the years. House. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about medicine, though. He wants to talk about music. So you have a musical doctor, yeah, and it's house. He actually has uh, a really terrific uh, uh, album out uh, of the blues. Now, the last album that he sold, and you know how hard it is to get music done these days, right? It's impossible. How many copies do you think he sold of his blues, his New Orleans blues album? Right. House made a blues album and released it. I'm going to say 85,000 copies. Since he's on television, Molly, I'm gonna go eighty-four thousand. Okay, so you're playing that game, <laughs> Shelby. Eight hundred and fifty. If you would have said eighty-six thousand, how funny would that have been? Then you got him fucking <laughs> then I'm fucked. trapped in there. Then I'm just fucking destroyed. Houses went platinum. He sold over <laughs> a million <laughs> albums worldwide. He's the biggest TV star in the world. Europe. I mean, he has taken his tour. Russia, Poland, Spain. Oh my God. People go crazy for him. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, the album's really good. If you like New Orleans blues, and who does it? Oh, I remember. Your fucking generation. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking give it a fucking shot. I love it. Do you really? Yeah. Well, he has really great musicians playing with him. He's very smart about it. Uh, the last album Tom Jones appeared on, um, this album Taj Mahal, one of my all-time favorites, That's appeared cool. on this. These, uh, by the way, I'm bringing up names. Molly's looking at me right now, like, kind of like the dog when you, when it sees a sparkler, like it knows something's <laughs> happening, but not exactly sure what. These are very cool names, Molly. <laughs> I'd say that's an accurate description <laughs> of how I look. By the way, did we get uh, a hold of Jay Moore and see if he could have Jared Bark in? You got his thing? Yeah, I got, um, I got the direct line. Yeah, we'll just write to him and say, you know, he's a friend of ours. He'll come in with, uh, I think, Tony Rice. 
Okay. You know, make it all nice. Yeah. You know how you write, make it. Like, yeah. oh, Ron, you know, Ron loves you. Yeah. You know, one of those things. You know how Ron feels about you. Yeah. And by the way, he might not even know me as Ron because nobody uses my name <laughs> on the show. You know, boss. Boss, Mr. B. <laughs> And the and Voldemort, which is the name that can't be said. Work Dad. So Work Dad is a nice name. Now, so House will be here, but we're not going to talk about your lungs because he's really an actor slash musician. I figured he would have picked up some medical knowledge along the way. Well, you know, well you're a a, a comedy buff. Did you ever look into the team that he was in when you he was younger? I know he's just huge in Britain, even more for his comedy than even his music or house, but I haven't heard too much of it. Uh, he did. He was part of a duo called Laurie and Fry. Yeah. The Fry turns out to be maybe the funniest person, I think, in the world. Uh, Stephen Fry, who loves you, Laurie. I mean, is crazy about him. So, so Laurie went from just with, hey, doing a comedy team with Stephen Fry into the biggest TV show, at least biggest, biggest drama, hour-long drama, for years on television. Eight years running. And he then, was the highest-paid TV, <laughs> drama, dramatic TV guy. And then a platinum-selling blues album. And a platinum-selling blues album. <laughs> Holy shit. And when he was in college, it was him, Stephen Fry, and Emma Thompson. He was dating Emma Thompson. Yeah. His life has been a pretty good one. Yeah, that's... It's not getting much better than that. Plus, he's allowed to write on glass... And eat downs. Well, that says it all. Holy shit. So he plays piano in that kind of professor long hair, you know. Dr. John? Yeah, very Dr. John. Dr. John was actually, I think, on the other album with him, too. Fuck. Dr. John is one of my favorite people of all time. Sergeant Knight. This is pretty cool house coming in. Yeah. I'm talking fucking blues. Don't call him House. We oh. call him Ulari. Okay. You. Uh, go to ulariblues.com for tour dates. And the new album is Dinner Rain. It comes out Tuesday, August 6th in Staus and online at iTunes and Amazon.com. I like to have a million selling record. I think most working musicians, guys who used to sell a million fucking records, can't do that anymore. You know, even kid Journey would like to have a million selling fucking record. <laughs> Nothing sells a million. Nothing. Gaga would like to. If you told <laughs> yeah. Gaga your next album's going to sell a million, she'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and the reason why, and I'm glad I have the you three here, because yeah. your generation steals from people instead <sighs> of paying for things. You just steal. There's a lot of streaming options now that you don't have to steal. <laughs> It's still stealing, I believe. There's streaming options. Like, Sirius has 25 million subscribers. How many ripoffs do you think are out there? People just straight up bootlegging? Yeah. Oh, more than that. But this got yeah. There's 100 million people fucking. That's worldwide. That's that's on the, yeah worldwide. That's on the low end because we're talking worldwide. Because <laughs> like talk, you're talking China, fucking Eastern Europe, all like, everyone there is no one's paying for anything. Do you think there's Chinese people going like this? How come fans never talk much anymore? Yeah, yeah. By the way, that was a Chinese accent. I hope no one's thrown off by. It. Put it in your report. I shouldn't do that accent anymore. <laughs> so let's not even talk about it. It's just, there's no need for a report. Yeah, the report gets done on a daily basis. Oh no. 
Oh, no. That report is Stuff Chris Says is the name of it. <laughs> what do I do? Is it the no FOMO thing I said? <laughs> we should have done that one against uh, Cuomo when he was running for governor. <laughs> no Cuomo. It's the repartee that keeps this whole thing going back and forth. It's the tit and tat. Do you, uh, now do you wish you were doing the show with Molly, or are you happy to do it with Ba? I'm happy to do it with Ba. Think You'd rather gonna, do it with Ba, right? I think we're going to crush it. Good. We'll see. We will see. And here, since it's, you know, audio format. Have you ever said something nice to Molly, even once? Or nice to anyone? Yeah, I'm nice all the time. Mr. Brightside. <laughs> I don't say it. Yeah, that's a lie. You're 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 stretching here. <laughs> How about when he was pitching some ideas the other day and he was just giggling to him? <laughs> He's so happy with himself. So yeah. was great, because of just what the fucking ideas were. I can't wait to hear these terrible things <laughs> strung together. Just the way you're looking at me, I couldn't know. <laughs> it's just like a nervous laughter. I was looking at you like I was appalled. <laughs> Like, I can't believe someone is saying these things in public. That shit was rough. <laughs> Thank you, Hicks. Um, Xavier, you're on the Ryan Fed Show. What's up, buddy? How's hey, it going? Hey, buddy. Hey, so what about uh, the free trial subscriptions that you guys offer? Well, not you guys, but, uh, you know. Uh, what if you just subscribe to those more than once? Is that still bootlegging and ripping off? No. Uh, where are you calling from? Idaho. The great state. No, I mean your exact address. <laughs> oh, uh, that's going to be at 1255 None of your damn business. Okay, none of your damn business? <laughs> All right, expect to see a squad car coming over there momentarily. They'll light your house up. <laughs> I'm waiting. SWAT team that son of a bitch. Yeah. We heard you're using the goddamn free <laughs> subscriptions over and over again. Just fucking kill his dog. Pistol whip him. <laughs> <laughs> fucking break his computer. That's it. Keep talking. Keep talking. We're tracing it. <laughs> no, we're sending you a free present. You know. A bullet with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, ow. You know what we'll do? We'll get a bunch of them to come to the... We'll say there's Yankee tickets and a free pancake dinner. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who... <laughs> yeah. That's how they get all the guys uptown. You just won Yankees tickets. Yeah. I think uh, the cops filmed one of those things and threw it online. It was like tickets to a sporting event in some yeah. small shitty town. This they do it all over. It's an old-fashioned bit. And then you get to the place and you're all eating pancakes and you're like... Man, everybody here looks like a scumbag but me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Those guys with walkie-talkies. <laughs> they don't look like chefs. <laughs> Come on in and sit down right now, sir. Go ahead. Help yourself. Well, and well, put your hands behind your back. Where well, I can fucking see him, motherfucker. Put your hands where I can see him. Just want to have some pancakes. You ever, I, I always used to do the bit when they say throw your hands up. I'd always do like the walk like the Egyptian bit, like this. <laughs> they appreciate it. Do not walk like an Egyptian, sir. I'm telling you right now. Because <laughs> there's no other description for this. You know what I'd like to do? I would like to um, go on both the intern shows. 
Do a run-in? Yeah, just do a run-in. Okay. I'll have to check with booking on that right now, but we'll oh. see if I can make uh, it. By the way, uh, someone's not happy with you. Diamond oh, my God. Yesterday. What exactly was said, Fez? I, this is when Fez knows when there's oh, a thing no. that he can take from the past and, and report it. He loves to do it. Uh, I was told that um, the person you brought up yesterday in booking, <gasps> Laura, oh, no. was not upset with you. Oh, God. Was upset that it came up on the air. Who said something? Oh, no. Well, the radio did. Oh. Uh, would wish that we went to her about it oh. instead of her office mate because he didn't know what he was talking about. And that if she. Her office mate is a dick. And then she said something about you did something to her stapler. She wasn't mad, but you did something to her stapler. What did you do to her stapler? I didn't do anything to her stapler. No, you're making that up. No, no. Because that's straight out of office space when someone (laughs) starts to worry about, my stapler is going to be okay. Have they moved her desk recently (laughs) to the basement? (laughs) That desk can't move. And I said, Did you invite Laura on the show? Um, I said, yeah, if you wanted to come by and talk no, about it. No, not if. Oh, come on, come, come on. on the no, show. Please, I don't want to do this. On. Please yeah, don't cat fight. This. Bring the cat fight. Meow. <laughs> 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 None of this sounds she like cats. I can never, I was joking yesterday when I said I can never go upstairs again, but now I really just can never go upstairs. No, you can't. You're ruffling feathers all over this Yeah, you are. I thought you were crazy for bringing it up. I, I don't know what I was thinking. In You're, retrospect. I need you um, to take a note up to her for me, too. And stand and wait for a response. This is very important. So give her that note. <laughs> Let's fight, bitch. <laughs> you heard it, Laura. If you're listening, it's no, on now. No. She said that. No. Just give that to her and stand there and see how Act. she responds. <laughs> Laura's one of my best goddamn friends in this building. I need this fixed. She and I went on a dinner date once. Hmm. Did you get mad because you like moved her fork? No. Something? You're taking shots at her now. <laughs> Why after, would you even say that? After asking her to fight. You're trying to bury this woman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, women are like that. There can only be like one. They're like Highlander. They're like, I'm the only woman, no one else. See, Molly likes it because she's the only girl here, and and everyone's always like, oh, Molly said, Molly. As soon as another girl comes around, she's like, who's she? <laughs> who's she walking in my world? She's so mean to me. These are my fellas. Get away from them, Laura. That's what Molly's <laughs> saying. <laughs> You're starting to sound misogynistic. Fez, put that in your report. <laughs> Why was that misogynistic? <laughs> Put in your report that Molly fears for her life from Laura. I did say to Laura, I go, the interns are terrified of you. Oh, no. <laughs> I, have, I have like a couple more weeks. I'm just never going up there again. No, you'd be crazy, though. <laughs> you'd be crazy to deal with that. All right, we got to take a break here. When we get back, you, Laurie, is going to be on the program. He has his second... Blues album out. The first one sold over a million copies. Oh. He's probably the hottest act we've had on this show. The hottest musician. 
<laughs> in quite some time. Because we're not getting a lot of people who sell a million copies. Nope. And I'm talking about people safely in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's tough to sell a million copies these days. And it takes because this generation steals. Yeah, these two, right? These two scumbags. And you. Oh. <laughs> well, tomorrow, I mean Thursday, you'll be in the other generation. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will. Is that how that works? Yeah. No. Yeah, it does. That's how exactly works. <laughs> That's how it works with us. So anyway, Didn't It Rain uh, comes out today, Tuesday, August 6th, in stores and online, iTunes, Amazon.com, ulariblues.com for tour dates and more information. We break and we'll come back with TV's house, Ulari. Ron Bennington. Right. All right. Taz Wally. Yeah. This is the... Ron and Fez show. Wild honey makes me feel like twice the man I used to be.
That is wild, honey. Off it. Didn't it rain? And you, Laurie, is in studio with us. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Good to be here. First of all, congratulations on this. It's uh, a project that's been taking you all over the world recently, It right? has indeed. I, I've seen parts of the world I wasn't completely sure were real. Slovenia, for example. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd heard about it, but I wasn't really sure that was a real country. But it, it certainly is, and a very pretty one it is, too. We've just got back from uh, Europe. We went, In fact, we went to Moscow. We played the Kremlin Palace. And uh, you're playing Norland's music yeah, in the Kremlin. Much. And are those people familiar with this music? <laughs> well, or? Hard to tell. Yeah. They're pretty inscrutable, yeah. the Russians. Hard to tell. Uh, but they bluffed it well. Uh -huh. um, diplomatic, I think. Mm. But no, we, we, got, we got them in the end. They were, you know, it, it, it they took some dragging. Mm -hmm. But we finally got there. And, and uh, the shows have been going... Uh, have been going great, actually, and, and have been getting better and better, which is the real thrill. Now, as you travel through Europe, I know they know uh, blues and they know jazz there. I remember Woody Allen did the, the this a few years ago. Right, right. And uh, people love the music. It's Americans that don't even know their own goddamn history that drives me crazy. <laughs> it is true. It appears to be true. That because you are so blessed with such abundant treasures right under your nose, that maybe it, maybe thing I don't know what it is, but maybe yeah. things get taken for granted. I think probably everyone does that in, in some way or another. If it's right under your nose, you don't see it. Um, but yes, I'm. Ver I mean, I'm very aware of being a foreigner. It's not my music. I'm a trespasser. Mm -hmm. I know that. But uh, I have always. This is the music I've I've loved all my life, and I approach it as, as respectfully as I can. Because if you're going to do someone else's folk music, you'd better, you know, sure. you'd better get it right. Um, but uh, it, it's a wonderful thing to, uh, to well, hopefully to try and connect with an American audience who are rediscovering. I mean, we've actually got people in our own band, uh, Gene McLean, whose voice you heard there on Wild Honey. Um, you know, some of these songs that she, she'd never heard of, she never was not completely clear on, you know, Bessie Smith, Bessie who? Right. And uh, it's fantastic to see her sort of embrace this and rediscover this music, which is uh, part of your heritage, not mine, but yours, but I, I Well, love it. you know what? I believe it's a shared human heritage. I really do. Well, I think it belongs to the planet Earth now. I, I completely <laughs> agree. I think, yeah. there, I think there is a, when a gift becomes this great, and I mm -hmm. do think that you could make a case for this being America's greatest gift to the world, popular music all around. It's done more, I mean, it's in, inconceivable to live without it. And uh, there comes a point, I think you're right, where, it, where, it, where it, it, this, is, uh, this belongs to the world. Well, I will say this. I will give full credit the fact that I've never had an Englishman come on this show and not know more about American music than <laughs> Americans. And I'm talking about some of the great Ray Davies and right, right. you know guys from the Stones. They always come in and go, this per and they know people who played backup and they know session right. players. But Americans don't look back for some reason. They only look forward. Uh, right. I, I don't know if... I think one of the problems with Americans is this. They don't respect craft as as much as they respect invention. And they always want to believe that the new thing is here. That's a very interesting point. That's very interesting. That may be, I mean, I, it's not for me to, to say true or false, but uh, that, sounds, that sounds right to me. Well, craftsmanship is something we've almost left behind no matter right. what it is. Right. You know, we, uh, I mean, to me, 
people who make guitars already they should be right. celebrated right. before right. we even get into anything right. else. Right. But but there's something about Americans where they're what's next. Right. And um, it's been said that some of these guys have died broke when they're geniuses absolutely know? i mean james bookham one of, one of my great heroes died in a was in a pauper's grave in new orleans three people uh, attended his funeral and two of them probably had to be there yeah right um you know that's sort of and yet he is one of the great the great geniuses of uh, new orleans blues blues piano particularly and it's it's amazing to me that that there were not a hundred thousand people in the streets but mm -hmm. but they weren't um and for you, playing this music and being able to do it with the right players is the real thrill, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, 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 you know, I know very well, I'm very conscious of the fact that I, I'm the fake in the band. Mm -hmm. I'm the big faker. Uh, everyone else is the real thing. But, um, you know, I, I suppose what I've tried to do is, is, is to bring these elements together and, and produce something, uh, for first of all, a record and then also a live show that does just touch people in some way that it makes them laugh it makes them dance it mm -hmm. makes them cry you know I, I i because all all of that is in this music this is high art to me this is high art and um it's no less high than some guy doing don giovanni down the road i this is this is a, absolutely astonishing music to me and i i want people to hear it and share it and 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 dance to it. It struck you as a kid too, right? This has been. Oh your yeah, life I then. was I was tiny when I first heard yeah. this. It was, and it was, I could still remember. It was like an electric shock. It was. Uh, I I never really got over it. Um, I'm still I'm still vibrating. Do you remember who it was? Who were you I first? I think hearing? I was so young. I think it was Willie Dixon, but I can't actually. I couldn't actually swear to it. Um, that's always stuck in my mind. And uh, I, I felt like that was the first name I heard, but I knew that b before I was aware of names and who was involved, I just, there was a sound, there was that space between a minor third and a major third, and I, uh, which I didn't even know what that meant back mm -hmm. then. I'm still not completely clear, but there was that blue sound that was just, uh, that's there was like an electric shock and, uh, and, uh, never got over it. Now on this album, you played with Taj Mahal. Yes, indeed. Which, to me, out of everyone who's ever come in here, uh, the, he's almost a holy man. He is. Even when you look at him, he is. Th there's a presence to that man. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, if if he was not who he is, you would pick him to play that character. You know right. What I mean, he he everything about him, the way he moves, the sound of his voice, that face. He he definitely has that holy man uh, uh, feel, and he. He came in and we recorded, we actually recorded the track fairly quickly, but then spent hours just basically sitting at his feet, hearing him, you know, reveal truths, because uh, that, that man is the real thing. And, and it was just such a, such a thrill. And I think an atheist would also agree that this is spiritual music. You know what I mean? Like, it touches some place that maybe we don't normally know how to get to. I, I, I mean, speaking as an atheist, yeah. this is my religion. This yeah. is what I, this is spiritualism to me. This is where we commune with each other and with the universe and make sense of, uh, of life. Uh, this is very, very profound stuff. And to hear, I don't know, to hear Taj Mahal singing Vicksburg blues, that's, uh, that is a, a, a sort of near mystical experience for me. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not, I, that, that's just 
that's not just a figure of speech. I mean, no. it really is. Uh, it it shakes me to my core just to to be in the room with him. Well, that that's the funny thing about it is that you will, if you go to enough shows and you see the right night, find that place that takes you above what is a normal human experience and the right. right night of music right it's the same thing that tribes were doing you know right. when they were beating on logs and it doesn't always last long you know sometimes no, it, it no, comes and goes fleeting. Yeah, yeah 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 but you will be able to say something just happened right you know? right where more than the sum of its parts and uh, when, when there's a, there's like a sort of harmonic that takes over the players and the audience and the room and it, it time stops you know time stops for a moment and it, it is a I've, I've sort of glimpsed it and, and and i'm just hungry for more frankly greedy it's, al for more. it's also interesting you did you do this in orleans some of this music was um, done in orleans this or? actually this record we didn't yeah. um but we we the previous record we we did record some of it there yeah. well why do you think um what is it about that river that happens Chicago, St. Louis, Memphis, and it's all a little different. Yeah. You know, by the time you get to New Orleans, I think there's, you know, Caribbean mixed yeah. in somehow. But what happened along there to make so much great music? It's, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a the, the river. It's, it's a human traffic, isn't it? Of people rubbing up against each other and bringing different experiences from different places, different sounds, different instruments, different ideas. And there's something about the way those things uh, blended together that is, well, obviously unique. I mean, there is no other city like New Orleans, the, the, mm -hmm. and, and never will be. There, it's it's uh, it is an it has a unique history and a unique unique geography. Everything about it is extraordinary, and uh, I don't know. It just can't be found. It can't be found anywhere else. But I I suppose it's just people passing by each other on that great river and telling stories and sooner or later someone gets out a guitar and off we go yeah it's insane it's really one of the most interesting things and you know to say that you're that it's not your music is probably also wrong because there is anglo influences in there you know well, it's not like africans went and made this kind of music on their own they had to come to america right and then there was oh no there, there are strong elements yeah. of, of you know there's sort of anglican church music in mm -hmm. it there's folk music celtic folk music um there are all kinds of different spices in the in the brew um and and yeah the english music has has played a part but uh I mean that's the great American experiment. It's what right. you guys did with all the parts to make you know to make this incredible, this incredible whole. Yeah, when we're not shooting each other or whatever. Well, I obviously you know. <laughs> I wish you'd do that less. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a give and take with us. Yeah. Now, when you were listening to this music when you were a kid, were your friends listening to the same music or were no. they were a little more? You were no. off well, on well, your first, own. With this. I, I had no friends. You had no friends. No, no. Uh, it was a friendless childhood. Mm. But no, they they weren't actually. They they were they'd gone down the sort of pop road, which was not something that uh, particularly grabbed me. I don't know why. I mean, I had nothing against it. I, I don't have anything against it now. It's just not what I not what I put on to listen to. Um, whereas you know, when I was 
12, 13, Muddy Waters was just it. And I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't really understand why he wasn't it for everyone else around me. But, you know, they had to do their David Bowie thing. And, uh, well, but, you know, Bowie used to listen to yeah, that. Yeah, of course so he did. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Bowie probably loves this music just every it, it bit is. as much as you do. Exactly. It's one, it is all one big river. Yeah. But I also think that there's something this said that you didn't have a visual attached to it there's something about that music that meant stuff to me because i had no idea who some of these people were that's a very good point that's a very good point and i was actually thinking on the way here about radio and about uh, someone i was just coming here with someone who said that it's actually been shown that people pay attention pay more attention and listen better more accurately when they can't see when they can't see who's speaking right. So actually, people are absorbing more from your words than they are absorbing from a TV um, yeah. guy's words. And I think that may be true of music, too. Not having a visual reference or not knowing much about the, the physical setting that this music was coming from. That may have actually... Maybe that does make your ear sort of sharper in a way, that you, you, you listen more carefully. Well, and I also think because... Visual, once we have visual, I think we get lazy about right. everything else. Right. Uh, so I do think the fact, and there's something about even the fact that the way that that music was recorded, that would have crackles and pops, yeah. that would force you even to lean in right. a little more and do some work, right, right, you know, to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and and it's part of its character and part of its part of its history that it comes from a play. You can hear the, you can hear the room. You you. Uh, as sort of aware, consciously or not, you know that when you hear ten guys playing together, it's ten guys playing together. Right. They didn't arrive on ten different days and uh, lay something down on Pro Tools and then have it all mashed up. It, this is, uh, you're hearing ten people communing, you know, and, and actually exchanging things. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is a group experience, which is... I mean that's getting that's getting more and more precious these days. Well, and I also think this, and there are old studios along those right. rivers too. And even as an atheist, you have to know something seems like it's left behind in those studios. Completely, absolutely. I mean, uh, we recorded we recorded this album in a, a place called Oceanway Studios in Los Angeles, where, for example, uh, Sinatra. Mm -hmm. had made a record uh they did in fact they did the record for um no it wasn't i can't i can't remember the name of the movie sammy davis jr dean martin oceans what, 11 what, oceans 11 i think it was it oceans yeah. 11 or was it they did robin and the seven robin hoods. And the seven hoods yeah robin and the seven hoods and i was thinking and they actually have beneath the studio they have an old-fashioned echo chamber which it's not just a figure of speech. It is a chamber where they bounce his voice off and they get that they get that reverb sound. And I'm thinking, well, my voice is now bouncing into the same brick that Sinatra's voice. And, yeah. and, and, and this is actually, this is sort of a holy place now because this is, his voice <coughs> has infused the actual stone that we're, uh, of the building we're in. Um, I'm getting. It sounds like I'm getting whimsical, but it, but it really does feel like that. It feels it's that powerful. I think you're less of an atheist than you think you are. Yeah, you think I've got, I've got a soft side to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you've been hanging around America long enough. Right. Um, it is. Uh, a th now you've done so much with acting and all, but is music the place to get that real buzz for you? It, it is for me, honestly. I, I mean, I I love. 
I love acting. I'm fascinated by it. Every every you know, <coughs> it's always uh, it's always a fascinating thing, a problem to solve. But we all know that at the end of a hard day, nobody goes home and relaxes with a spot of acting. Right. Uh, you know, let's do some uh, Troilus and Cressida. You, you, you know, nobody does that. But what everybody does is to put on music, or they either play it or listen to it. And, and that's... It's because it touches parts of the soul that, that other things don't get to. You know, other things could be... They're sort of intellectually fascinating to try and solve a problem and try to... But uh, music is, uh, is operating on a deeper, a, a deeper level. And I also think it's one thing to play on your own or even one thing to be in the studio with great players. But then adding people changes that as well. Adding people as right. fans to come in and out. And I, I'm always curious about what is the mathematical makeup to make that really great night? If you took out certain amount of people and moved in other people, right? Would it suddenly be the right? Yeah. It's like almost like throwing a great party. Who knows? Yes. Well, what is the thing that kicks it all off? Yeah. Yeah. Do you need Do you need that uh, Do you need that girl in the yellow shirt to stand up in the middle of the third song and go crazy? Or I I got a theory. We we were halfway through Europe. I think we were in. Uh, the Ukraine or somewhere and for some reason we had to start a show oh, Poland we were in Poland we had to start a show late I can't remember why there was some technical reason they couldn't get the audience in in time or something we started the show 20 minutes late and they went crazy I mean absolutely crazy so for, so the next night I said why don't we try starting 20 <laughs> minutes late maybe that's what it is of course the next night they just the people just going the tapping their watches going, you're late you're 20 <laughs> right. minutes late so okay, so that's not it. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I who knows? It's it's a it's a magical thing trying to work out what the ingredient. I mean, I mean, the truth is, you never will work it out. You and, never and, work and it and out. Thank God. But the chase is what it's all absolutely. about, right? That that's absolutely is absolutely right. That is the actual thing. Yeah. To just make sure that you're conscious enough to yeah. stay stay <laughs> after it at all times. Right. Um, how do you? Is there nights where you're up there going, "Why am I?" Uh, there haven't been. I mean, there've been there've been a couple of nights, but only a couple when it felt like, um, you know, I'm I'm pedaling a bicycle here, and it, are we going uphill? I think we're going slightly uphill here. You know, it just it just. But then and then, but then every uphill has a downhill part too, and we've had uh, basically the shows have got better and better, and by by the end of them, you know, I felt like wow, we we. Um, I never claim that we know what we're doing because right. you never get to that point, or you should never get to that point. But it feels like we're we're onto something here, and, and uh, I'm really excited by this. Well, if you go to ulauriblues uh, dot com, uh, you can check out the new album. Didn't it rain? It comes out Tuesday, August sixth, in stores and on iTunes and Amazon. But there's also going to be word about your American tour out there. We we are going to be uh, touring from I think the middle of October. And I don't know where we're going yet. I go where they point me. I actually don't know where I'm going when I leave this room. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not to be trusted. Don't take anything I say. But we are going to be uh, um, all over the country um, at once. No, we, 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 I don't know where, what direction we're headed in. But is that part of the fun for you to actually not know uh, where you're going to be on the road? What you're going to be doing? I don't know if it's the fun of it, or it's, or it's just that I'm such an idiot that I can't uh, I can't get these things in my head. And uh, well, I'll tell you I, this: I, okay. you, you're going to Nashville. Yes, Nashville. So you oh, better, I, better be that, up for that. That, that one I did know. Uh, Pittsburgh, Minneapolis, Chicago. 
uh, into Ohio, Toronto, Montreal, Alexandria, New York City, playing Town Hall, which talk about a place where there's been some spectacular shows over right. the years. Always fun to do that. So for you to come now, full circle, bringing American music back to Americans, it should be a lot of fun. It, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, it's nerve-wracking, you know, mm -hmm. because I, and I, I, I offer it with all due humility because... Um, you know, I, I know, I know its roots and I know where it's come from, but, but this is just music I love. And if, if anybody, you know, it's a cliche, but if it's, if one person in the audience gets a 10th of the pleasure that I've got from it, when, when, then when we're laughing. Well, here's what I, I love about it. A, you're playing with the right players and right. B, the sound on this album is fantastic. It is. It is absolutely amazing. Which is... For me, I always have to battle. If you can get into that right. and say, this sounds good, right. then you're open yeah. to listening to it. And, of course, to have these players, you know, I, uh, Woody plays up on the on the Carlisle uh, every Monday night. And he plays old kind of New Orleans jazz. And you get there, everyone shows up to see Woody. A three, a couple, two, three songs in, you're like, who's this guy on piano? Who's this guy on right. guitar? Because he only surrounds himself right. with great players. Right, right, right. And by the end of the night, you're just having a great jazz night. Yeah. And you got beyond the fact of, oh, I love Woody's music, uh, right. movies. His movies, you yeah. Know? And uh, I think that's the main thing about it. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for stopping in, dude. Oh, I it's really great. Have a good it's, time. it's great. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Uh, you, LaurieBlues.com. Your chance to go there, check out the new album, but also Touring America. I'll see you next time coming through, man. Excellent. to bring them